everybody hello hello welcome hi hello welcome to our juneteenth event i'm so excited um we're gonna have like amazing conversations it's been great edgar thank you so much for letting us have this venue um i appreciate it hi friends oh my god so many people i know um we are raising money for the advancement project um which is uh foundation of lawyers who are working for policy change and so that is what we're going for um my girls are muted here so i'm going to mute them in a second um but we are going to have a great conversation i'm excited um feel free to ask questions um but i'm really excited i'm going to throw it over to confetti real quick because confetti um is the one that really kind of helped spearhead a lot of this and so i'm just going to let her kind of speak and then will have Mimi take over. But we have a lot of amazing streamers here. I'm so happy about this. We're gonna play some DVD after the um, after our round table and it's gonna be great. Okay, so have fun. I'm glad you guys learned a little about Juneteenth and it's gonna be great. All right, we're gonna give it to Confetti. And I might be deafened, so sorry. If I'm not, give me one sec. Nope, hello. Oh, we're good? Okay, perfect. <laughs> we hear you, yep. <laughs> Is it me? It's yep. you, girl. All right. So, hi, everyone. I'm the Lady Confetti. Um, I stream also Dead by Daylight mostly here on Twitch. Uh, Karen wanted me to talk about how I started the Sisters, the <laughs> Sisters of the Fog. Um, last week, was it last Friday, Karen? Oh, my gosh. Uh, it um, seems like a long time ago, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot happening every single day. Um, uh, Shereem Dad had actually came to me... Um, about wanting to do more and get more get more involved in the Black Lives Matter movement as far as educating the community and use, giving his platform over to, you know, content creators. So it's, he started with me. And I really just thought and meditated on it and saying, like, what can I do as a person? Because um, I do work for university. I do teach. I'm um, very much involved in higher education. And I was like, well, I don't want it to be just about me because I know that my experiences um, either with playing Dead by Daylight or just me existing as a Black woman is not just me. And I know other people have similar experiences, but also, you know, my experience is also still mine. So to give a platform to other Black women who have who play the game and who also just exist in the world. So that's pretty much where it came from. And then I messaged Karen and said, Hey, do you want to do this thing with me? And now I feel like it's blossoming into something that's really beautiful. I think so. I think so. For sure. For sure. Thank you for just, thank you so much. Like I'm like us being able to speak on these issues together has been just awesome. All yes, right. Therapeutic. <laughs> uh, yes. I can't even say enough. All right. So we're going to let my girl dark Mimi take over. She's our moderator of the day and then go for it, girlfriend. Hey, uh, hi everybody. I am Mimi, dark Mimi. I, whoo, nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you all here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you to me lady and Karen for even putting this together. Cause this is an amazing idea. And when Karen even told me about it, I was like, of course, I will do anything <laughs> to help you anything. Uh, so I want the various ladies to introduce themselves, your names, uh, who you are, and what is your content? What are you streaming? What are you doing? Uh, let's start with Frisk, since she's next to me on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. What's going on, everyone? Um, so first and foremost, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It's really cool to have you all. Uh, hold on. Sorry, my uh, roommate started playing piano and I could hear it through my mic. <laughs> but yes, um, hi, my name is Frisk. I am 
a full-time content creator here on Twitch. And um, let's see, I do also voice acting. I do hosting. So if you've ever been to PAX events, you might see me on a stage or two. I, um, what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm honestly, uh, I do play a lot of Dead by Daylight. In fact, I am a fog whisperer. I play Dead by Daylight almost every single day. And I am a professional survivor. And um, head on, apply directly to the forehead. Hey, best perk in the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then I'll pass it over to uh, Miss Ash. Hi, guys. Thank you so much again for being here. Um, thank you, Milady, for adding me on to the group. I really do appreciate it. I am Ash. I stream everything except sports games. That's not my deal. I don't do that. Um, I'm a Twitch ambassador. I'm a Twitch partner as well. Um, if you watch me, I scream a lot. So don't ever have me at full volume. Just want to let you guys know that. Please never do it. I warned you now. Don't tell Don't tell me I didn't warn you. I warned you. But yeah, I usually do story games, um, FPS mainly. Um, I've been playing a lot of Valorant lately. So I'm trying to go pro in that. Um, but yeah, I pretty much just scream on stream and have fun. And yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Mojo. Hi. Beautiful Hi. queen. Yes. Turn. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mojo Jojo97. Um, I am a what do I do? I do a lot of things. I'm an artist. I do emotes. I'm also mm -hmm. an animator. Uh, as my full time job, and I am a variety streamer. I come on Twitch and I kind of just you know do whatever. So I can't even <laughs> I can't even give y'all a rundown of what I do. I just figure <laughs> out ten minutes before I stream. What um, uh, yeah. Um, that's it. <laughs> oh, I play like too. Um, uh, urban evasion, gang, gang, all day. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh Never my take God. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right. Um, confetti, you want to talk a little about about your stream too? Because I know you talked about it overall. <laughs> Um, sure. I'll introduce myself again. So I am Milady Confetti. Um, I mostly play Dead by Daylight. Um, if I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. Probably doing makeup or playing Persona 5 for the millionth time. Um, I'm a survivor main. My favorite perk is for the people right now because I just love denying the killer their last kill. I just love taking that and seeing the light fade from their eyes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's mostly what I do. I only play killer because it's just funny to me. I don't really take it seriously. So that's mainly what I do. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. And then I'll let I'll let Mimi go last because she's moderator. So it'll be kind of segue next. Um I'm Sister Karen. I am a high key survivor main. Um I am a for people who know me, I am a breakout sabo ho. And so I will like, you know, I love like kind of running around with a flashlight. And if I don't, if I miss the save or I'm not in position, my backup plan is always breakout sabo. Um, bless America, we got pyramid heads. I haven't been able to use it as much. And yes, I am a Billy main as well. I am wholesome, thank you. But like, I'm also Billy main um, when Billy was not broken. So we're not playing that much Billy. We're definitely being a flashlight fuckboy 90% of the time. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> And I also stream, I do do creative streams as well. Um, I do all of my own arts and emails for my own channel. I don't have time for commissions. I wish I did, but I am giving away a commission if um, people um, definitely, if we get up to our donation goal, I definitely am giving away one. So yeah, 
and then Mimo. Oh, uh, yeah. Hi. You already know my name. Uh, I do stream as well. I'm trying to be full-time, but I'm bad at schedules, to say the least. So we don't talk about that. I just go live. <laughs> <laughs> I mostly play DVD, but I do try to mix it up so you know I don't just solely exist in a salt mine. Uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you play the game since 2016. Sometimes you're just like, you know, I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to play something else. <laughs> but I do love the game. Otherwise, I would not have it installed. So uh, that's why I'm here. Besides, you know, talking about stuff, life and teens like that. And... You could mostly find me lurking in a chat somewhere and I'll say hi. I'll be like, hello, I'm lurking. How you doing? I'm going back <laughs> to my lurk. You enjoy. And if you're a troll, I'm going to smack you. That's all it is to know. That about. is true. She's kind of the best Period. mod in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for our podcast today is Juneteenth. So happy Juneteenth, everybody. Uh -huh. On this day, 19th of June, 2020. And I wanted us all to give our thoughts on the day. Uh, I'm going to go last once again so we can segue into something else. But I uh, want you all to tell me what you know about it. How is it relevant today, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we'll start with me, lady. Oh, okay. So my thought of Juneteenth. So I'm also um, coming from a June Juneteenth uh, slash Black Lives Matter protest, like right before this. Um, Juneteenth marks, you know, the day that the last slaves were informed that, you know, slavery was over and that they were free, um, mm -hmm. which happened in, uh, Texas. They were the last to know, which doesn't really shock me. Um, my thoughts on it today, like, yes, it's a celebration, you know, it's kind of, it is, you know, our Black Independence Day because, like, high key, like, I don't care about the 4th of July, like, Thank you for giving me a day off. I'm going to go take a nap all day. But Juneteenth is like very important to me as far as my culture is concerned. Um, my thoughts is especially like with everything going on right now and the need to protest and the fact that, you know, black bodies are lining up and that, you know, people all week have been turning up lynched and more killings and stuff have gone. Shows today that, you know, I don't personally think that we were ever set free, that the system of racism just evolved like a parrot not a parasite but like a virus it just got smarter and it mm -hmm. got more hidden and deceptive and while i celebrate you know the commemorate what happened with juneteenth and understanding the history i also know that we are not exactly free and i will not stop protesting i won't stop yelling i won't stop being in people's faces until my people and people who look like me globally are free and equal. Amen. Mm -hmm. Well said. Amen, wow, you nailed it. Yep. Yeah, seriously. And <laughs> it's um I was going to say it's just it's it's crazy that um you know it it, it took them two and a half not not two and a half years, two years and two months to mm. actually get down to Galveston, which it was in Texas. It was Galveston, Texas. And it took them two years and two months to show up and go oh, hey, by the way, y'all are free. But I mean, <laughs> like, and it's it's insane because the Emancipation Proclamation uh, that was, that that went into effect January 1st in um, 1863. And 
during that time, the Civil War was still going on. It was three years into the Civil War. And once it hit the five-year mark, that's when, you know, the Civil War ended in, you know, 1865. And then two months later, um, a man by the name of General Gordon Granger shows up. He's a, he was a Union general. And he shows up in Galveston going, yeah, you, you guys are free. And it's just sad that it took that long. And it basically took that long because they still wanted to keep their slaves. They still wanted to use them to, um, to get their crops and stuff like that. And it's just, it's such a messed up system. It's insane. And I feel like even today, we're still not free. And yes, mm -hmm. July 4th is on its way, but I feel like Juneteenth is so important because it's, it's that harsh reality that, hey, you know what? Yeah, you guys might have been free for, you know, since you were born. You, you guys are doing great, whatever. But, you know, it, it, it's not that, like, it, it's never been like that for the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I just kind of feel like, too, like, it just feels like a very American holiday in the way that you know hey we're celebrating it's like we're celebrating this day but it's a day of that represents delayed justice delayed equity delayed things mm, and exactly. it's just like that is how we are existing right now right we're existing in a place where you know even though civil rights movement happened many years ago we the we're so much we're still so much room we have to go so much work that we have to do just to make sure that the basic protections that were established then are actually being enforced being we're getting the rights that we deserve and everything like that and there's just been so many delays 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 and so to me it's like a very weirdly emblematic holiday you know like it's very yeah, yeah it's great to celebrate yes you know our freedom but also it's a very you know in a way it's kind of apropos because we're talking about our freedom in a way that oh it was delayed and we had to wait for somebody to tell us even though we had that right years ago it's kind of yeah. yeah very it feels very apropos mm -hmm. especially this year yeah and like you know it's it's great to see you know people you know shouting out juneteenth you know talking about it and like you know i experienced uh earlier this week at work suddenly i see juneteenth pop up as a holiday on my calendar but um <laughs> You know, I think black people or if anyone who is black kind of feels some type of way about, you know, seeing this sudden celebration of blackness from everybody else. Like, we're not wrong to feel a little, a little like you got us messed up because <laughs> yeah. why do we have to go to such extremes in order to have just this day become a federal holiday or just be nationally recognized, you know? And it kind of goes to, I, I'm coming from uh, a perspective of someone who has grown up in America, but also who is a child of an immigrant. So the way I had mm -hmm. to learn about Juneteenth was pretty much just like how everybody outside the Black community had to learn about it. Um, because, I mean, a lot of people who are in the Black community in general don't learn about that in school. So right. imagine how, um, you know, being Black and learning about Black American culture uh, kind of on the inside, but then also being kind of on the outside because, mm -hmm. you know, I got off on, or my family got off on a different bump stop, on a different boat stop, you know? Mm -hmm. So it really feels like a slap in the face, 
But that's why conversations like this, like this panel, that's why it's happening today. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can celebrate and also, you know, work towards change at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's really well said, honestly. It really, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a shame that we really had to go to extremes. And then they're like, oh, Black people are so violent. Okay, but you put that upon us in slavery. You did that upon us. We learned that from you. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just sad. Literally since the dawn of time, we, we've we been oppressed and suppressed. And even our, um, you know, our customs, the things we do, um, that was all oppressed from the beginning. You know, every time we we were met with some sort of challenge, we had to overcome it. So um, mm-hmm. a really good example of that is... Uh, for instance, uh, black hairstyles and, you know, black women. When uh, originally in uh, in Africa, we would have different types of hairstyles to signify different tribes and, uh, you know, different, you know, different groups of people. So if you saw a, a mm-hmm. person's hairstyle, you could actually tell which tribe they were from. And mm-hmm. it was it was part of, you know, their our history, our culture. And when our people were brought over here, they a lot of people turned heads and they were like, whoa, look at those really cool, you know, hairstyles, you know, and, and a lot of guys would look at it too. And they went, you know what? We don't like it. And also they can tell who their people are by their hair. So let's go ahead and shave them. So then that's when they started shaving the, uh, the slaves hairs down. So then, mm-hmm. you know what they did and you know what our people did instead of becoming violent, we just overcame that oppression. And we started wearing, um, you know, we started wearing, you know, bonnets, do rags, you know, just to, and then we styled them and they looked beautiful. And even then, the white people got really pissed off. <laughs> yep. Yep. So <laughs> it's like, it's just constant, just suppression and oppression over and over again. And it's just, it's insane. It's crazy. Mm. It's being gaslit for about 400 years. Imagine that. Yeah. What a good way to put it, honestly, right? Like, imagine you and that's your whole life. Absolutely. I remember when I was in college, when I first started college. So again, dating myself, I'm in 1999, I was starting college. But anyway, but when I started college, I had like been, you know, gone through that cycle of getting a relaxer. And for you guys who don't know, a relaxer is when you have to chemically straighten your hair. So get a relaxer, you know, hair looks cute. Then your hair, you get the new growth and then you have breakage. And then you're like, okay, let me put some braids in. And then you have to cycle over and over and over again, you know? And I was like, at like in 1999 karen was like i've had enough i have i need some i cannot take this chemical strain in my hair anymore i'm just gonna like i'm just gonna cut it all off and grew dress that's when i first started growing dreadlocks back then um and so when people would see me though and even my my black friends would be like oh karen you're trying to you going ethnic huh i'm just like but we black though and why is that we this is the natural way our hair is supposed to be you have a relaxer like you know like it's it's no judgment right like it's no judgment but that's like kind of like that internalized like you know internalized like racism internalized like what's beauty like these the you know these euro you know european standards of beauty versus like embracing our own beauty you know it's very it's yeah it's interesting yeah i remember the first time i wore a fro out someone said what's wrong like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Jesus. 
I was wearing weaves and wigs forever. Um, I just recently started putting braids in. I was like, yeah, I want braids. I'm tired of wigs and weaves. Anyway, I work at a school district and predominantly white people. So I got my braids in. They were just done last night. I'm going to work on Monday. Oh my God, Ashley, what is that? How do you, what is that? I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, what is it? Is that oh, really no. hair? <laughs> oh yeah, girl. What do they do? What do they do? They come. Oh my god! Let me just touch it. Is that okay? I'm like, you're no. already touching it. I guess. I guess it's okay. Mm -hmm. I guess it's fine. I guess. And I swear to God, people comment on my hair about ten times a day. I'm like, this is nothing new. This is braids. You've seen braids before. This is what? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> right. And then we're still in a situation and like, you know, within the last few years where people are still getting, you know, kicked out of like, like sent home from school for these hairstyles, right? Yeah. What, what, like, was it Jersey, right? That cut like the, um, the young man's hair who had dreadlocks, like in the middle of a wrestling yeah. match, right? Yeah. Like... Yeah. And, and and to make that even worse, he's Rastafarian. He was Rastafarian. Well, oh, he's still is. that is disgusting. So that is extremely <gasps> insulting. Oh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. But I mean, that's wow. a, that that happened to me when I was in high school. When I ran track, I had gotten oh my god, fresh cornrows, and um, because I was about to go on vacation the following week, so you know, have them in my hair, blah blah blah. It and they told me in order for me to high jump, I had to take my hair out. So it was me and my mom on the sidelines and removing my fresh cornrows from my hair. So <gasps> like, it's pretty crazy when you just looking and being yourself is pretty much made into a political statement without you asking me. Me wearing my hair the way I want to is I'm not trying to scream at your face that I'm pro-black, even though I would. <laughs> right, 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 right. By the way, us existing in our natural state is you know political yeah and i mean i'm sure a lot of us are near the same age and you guys can all remember you know going to school learning about different cultures as much as they would teach us and you know kind of this attitude of uh you know keeping the melting pot as mixed as possible but what it melting, really yeah. is is keeping us you know in our place hushing it hushing our culture and minimizing you know our own identities in order to make white people comfortable yes uh it's assimilation essentially camera stop freezing okay but um, <laughs> you're good you're good <laughs> okay good <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, yeah it just sucks that we have been like and it's and it sucks also because we're also you know, we grow up and we're almost taught that it's it's bad to be different. It's bad to look different. It's, you know, if you're not white, it's wrong, you know, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and that sucks. Like, even for me, my when I was like, I've already told this story. I swear I feel like I've told the story a million times. But when I was old enough, I started straightening my hair myself just so I could try and blend in. Because when I didn't, I just got really mean looks. I got terrible looks. And I remember getting these looks even as a child. So it's like, it's it's like I, I have to be ashamed to just look the way I was born because that is what our society has been just almost like brainwashed into. It's yeah. it's not fair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Raise your hand if you cooked up your head in your teen years. I did. I cooked girl, up. Oh girl. Oh my, can we 
You know when you rip your jeans and you get the frayed ends? That's what my hair looked like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know what's interesting? Because that, that was my junior year that that happened. And I that was the year that my hair was the most damaged. Like, if you look at my school pictures from, like, my freshman, sophomore, there's something very weird about my junior year pictures, and it's my hair. Because it was so frayed. And that was when my mom had actually stopped doing my hair. So I was doing it myself. So that's why I was having the cornrows, because that is a resting style. Braids are a resting style yep. for black hair. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it allows us to rest and have total non like you don't touch your hair because it allows it to rest and heal itself. And that's why mm-hmm. I had the braids and then I had to take them out so I could jump over a pole mm. because that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah. Why when we call out, you know, certain celebs or influencers or just people who are really appropriating the, the, our styles in a way that's completely out of context most of the time. But, you know, when we when mm-hmm. we feel some type of way about that, it's because those people will never have to go through the pain that I went through to wear my hair the way it is. That's right. In order to wear my hair, I mean, I'm in a wig now, Synthetti. We just washed it. But when I'm wearing my hair out or in braids or in whatever natural state I decide to put it in, I had to unlearn a lot of trauma. Some of us mm. do all of us do but either way we still have to face the scrutiny of the world just to look like us so how are you just gonna put my braids on and walk around like you earned it right you know and also also like from just coming from a family of like hairstylists Mm -hmm. especially when speaking to white people braids are really not meant for your hair you're it's gonna pull at your hair and at the root and it's your hair can fall out yeah very easily and i'm not saying that it doesn't happen to black hair because you know the, it, it can depending on especially if the person that's doing your hair isn't taking care of it or doing mm-hmm. it a bit too tight but even if you have somebody like for example my aunt who does who does hair and owns her own shop like eat, first of all it's not gonna last long there's most shops when i lived in california i lived in hollywood california and this girl who could do braids um she was charging like $400 to white clients to get some cornrows that would only last maybe a week or two. That's a bit too much. That's a bit too much. It's like, but the thing is, it's it's also not going to stay in your hair because Mm -hmm. the way that your hair operates, you know, the oils and stuff that build up, that's not good for your hair because it clogs your pores. The way that white people maintenance their hair is different from black hair. I've had this in my hair for going on two months. I haven't washed my hair because I don't need you. Uh, it operates differently mm-hmm. from white hair. So it's it's sure not does. even the fact like, oh, you know, talking about appropriation. Yes, it's wrong. Not knowing, you know, also knowing like the history, you know, back in Africa with different tribes and different countries and how, you know, um, how Frisk was talking about how it shows, you know, what tribe you're from, what's, you know, status, royalty and all those beautiful things. But also here, how, you know, since a lot of our culture was stripped away and we've had to adapt what our hair means to us culturally as a black people. To then mm-hmm. to go ahead and appropriate that is insulting. But also, when a Black person says, you probably don't want to put that in your hair, we also may be concerned for the health of your scalp. Because yeah. one, it's going to hurt because you probably never experienced that level of pain in your life. And two, <laughs> it, your hair is going to fall out. So yeah. go, ahead, go ahead and wear your racer corn, your racer cornrows, or what, do you, what, did, what did Bo Derek call Bo Derek oh. braids? Go ahead. Go ahead, sweetie, and you'll be bald next week. Go ahead. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fine. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. 
but seriously don't do it because it is appropriation yeah facts listen to us don't do it hey we see you we gonna be like "Mm, it's gonna hurt next week when you ball (laughs) yes that's a that's just a lot of pain that we kind of it's a lot of pain that you'll probably you probably never heard about you know the pain we have to go through just dealing with our hair or any other thing that kind of seems insignificant to you guys there's a lot of unpacked trauma that we got to do to get to this point to even mm-hmm. talk about it like this. So, yeah. uh, take notes. Mm-hmm. See you <laughs> later, Professor X. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well said. Well said. Take mental notes. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, don't 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 touch black people's hair. We're not freaking. We're not a petting zoo. Yeah, it's hair. Understand no that. The- Compliment it and move on. don't touch people don't touch people at all don't touch people without their permission just keep your hands to yourself yes right like can we just make that yes absolutely that will serve you so well in everything right like ask permission to touch people period especially with coronavirus do not touch me yes miss rona is still out here six feet like you have to i'm counting that's I'm right counting, baby that's, that's right not six that's 5.5 you better get six celebrating us and then kind of making us into unicorns because you making us out to be you celebrating us and pointing out our differences all the time like you know it, it it's not flattering you know you can celebrate us without othering us yeah. You need to normalize us being here. It is normal for us to exist the way that we are. That's right. That's right. And that's existing like different spaces, you know, and like everywhere, you know, we're everywhere, we're capable of everything. Like it's just like these things are normal, you know, and they should be normal. And I think that's like I think that's the whole point of like these conversations. Like we should, you know, it shouldn't be situations where like, you know, we should be like the only ones in certain spaces, stuff, stuff like that. There's no reason for that. And we have to kind of break the cycle that kind of led to things like that to happen. Like these, like these things have to be directly addressed and broken and an active plan has to be done to kind of address it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. So wow. I, I did want to touch on one thing, though. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you know, we got Juneteenth going on. We got, we already warned y'all, don't touch our hair. You see this? Don't touch. Don't do that. It's so I cute. I had plenty of people touch my hair. It's so beautiful. And they, and they mm-hmm. just want to touch. Give me. <laughs> like, it's so nice. Like, <laughs> Give me so hair. Nice. That's nothing I've seen before. What does that feel like? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what does that feel like? What is, it's just, it's just like. so like, oh, my God. I put my fingers and it's just in there. Why? Oh, that's a, that I'm creeped out about how accurate that impression is. Not gonna lie, like it's like I was like, oh no, I've met this person before. <laughs> it's too, it's very disturbing. <laughs> Good job. How does it do that? That's so amazing. Yes, girl. The girl put her hand in my puff, and like she went like this to her fingers to feel like you know the hair oil that I put. She's like. Why is it so greasy? I'm just like, same reason why yours is dry and ashy looking dusty hair. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Get your fingers out my head. It's like, you don't have to make us out to be abnormal objects that you've never seen before. Like, you don't have to do that. You don't. 
we are people just like you. All right. You don't want to be touched. You don't want to be gawked at. You don't want to have your children. Your children. Why are they pointing at me? Why? Why? Like, where? Where? You gotta. If you're. If it's to the point where you feel like you know. Maybe you have, or you you just don't see us often, or you're not seeing us in the spaces that you're in, like on Twitch or on Twitter, where we're an anomaly, then, you know, there's some more learning and unpacking that you might have to do. And it is okay mm-hmm. to feel like that. You don't have to, you know, tackle that feeling with aggression or denial, because that's where we get the folks who are like, well, I agree, but, oh, well, I stand with you, but, but no. no. no but. yeah, the buts. No buts. No no every time, every time unpacking. somebody comes at me, oh my gosh, I I swear, every time I feel like Steve Irwin's going to come out and just start narrating, it's like, oh, here we have some wild black people out here with their hair all natural like. <laughs> not the wild oh, black. We're going to take a touch. We're going to no. take a touch. That's so natural. Oh, it's bouncy. Do you see the buoyancy of that? Wow. (laughs) Buoyancy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I imagine every time somebody just like. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Oh, God. Sorry, I looked like I'm crying. It was just great. It was perfect. <laughs> it was talented, Frisk. Talented. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> so I do see that, you know, we, we already kind of talked about it. I heard, you know, y'all say, you know, forget the 4th of July. And I did want to touch on that, like the difference between Juneteenth and the 4th of July. I personally am like, Fourth of July is just another day for me to eat. So mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. <laughs> we eat some barbecue. My neighbors pop annoying fireworks, even though they've been doing it the entire month. But that's a different story. And you know, it's recognized as the holiday that it is. And while I kind of want Juneteenth to be a holiday, there's a part of me that doesn't want this. Like I just want it to be recognized. I'm like, I want to recognize it. And, you know, maybe, you know, we could ask for a day off, but I feel like there's something. It's going to end up being one of those days where somebody's going to be like, I am zero, 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 percent black. Yeah. I kind of thought about it that way, like, oh, God, what's happening? And I can only imagine, you know, back to the appropriation thing, like what might happen with that? Because I always think of pros mm-hmm. and cons to things. And I see pros to it. I'm like, yes, I would love for it to be celebrated. And the other parts are like, but there might be some issues here that need to be worked mm-hmm. out first yeah. in our mm-hmm. system, you know, the systematic racism. Like, we should address this first. We should recognize that we still got work to do. But you should probably, you know, let us just celebrate. Like, hey, it's Juneteenth. Let us have this. You know, um, you're I, not I think, I think... wrong to be concerned. Go ahead, Confetti. Sorry. Yeah, I agree because I, I know today there was um a warning that went out like through a few activist groups that I'm a part of and then also 
TikTok and just like regular emails and stuff like that, that people for people, anybody in this area who lives in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, that there is a huge Klan rally going on right now. Um, and it's today and tomorrow. It's interesting that they scheduled that for today. They did that on purpose, but then also going in tomorrow. That's a lot of tenacity for a group of people that's heart is, is just filled with such deep hatred um, and will take it out on anybody. So I, I, I kind of agree because, you know, if they, especially if everybody has the day off or however they're going to wreck, if they were to make this a, a federal holiday, you know, everybody has a day mm -hmm. off. I don't know what's stopping somebody like the Klan who literally don't care and will literally take lives and lynch people because they don't care um, during a day when a lot of black people are gathering, marching, protesting, grilling, cooking, having fun, living their best lives. Um, that is a serious fear because I have a few family members that live in, like, I'm in Jersey, but I have a few family members who live out there and I'm really like fearful. Like yeah. I just told them like, don't go outside for the next two days. Sure. Like just stay, just stay indoors, lock your doors, board your windows, do whatever you have to do because oh they're burning God. crosses and doing all that stuff too. So it's, I, I kind of, I agree with you, Mimi, because it, it's, yeah. it's, it's also like a safety thing for me as well. Yeah. 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 And then the other and then the other thing I was thinking about is I remember I was working one Martin Luther King Day and uh, I was working at a hospital and the hospital cafeteria decided in their sage wisdom that they're going to serve pig's feet uh, on Martin Luther King Day. And I'm like, I can't. I was like, What's going on are you kidding? I was like, I was like, are, like really? I actually see actual pig's feet in a hospital for Martin Luther King Day. Like oh dumb gosh. shit like that, right? You're gonna see like who cooking that? Who who's auntie cooking that? It was actually it was some it were they were black people cooking it, but at the same time, okay. but I'm just like <laughs> this is actually what you this like some kind of bullshit come off a like you know like bullshit way to celebrate. We're gonna like oh here's your favorite food, black people, and I'm like. Oh, it was so grotesque, and I was like, "Oh God!" I just—I think I just like walked out. I—I I turned around, I saw it, I turned around, I walked out, and I ordered something because I can't even process what I'm looking at right now. It's so performative, allyship. Yeah, exactly. It was so performative, and I think that's yes. I'm so glad you said like that confetti because I think that's the danger with this, right? Like instead of actually making a difference, you can do like these little "Here you go, black people. Here's some crumbs." Like have a holiday and have this. That's what they're doing. I was like, motherfucker, you're not gonna make me forget that Breonna Taylor's um, murderers have not been arrested. Okay, you're not gonna make me forget that shit. Okay, like don't just don't, listen. Don't get me off mess. Don't try to get me off mess with this bullshit, right? So I think yeah. this the danger is it falls into that category where you're just like, oh, it's fine. We see you, black people. Here's a diversity program for you. And I'm like, great, but it's justice. Hello. Like, no, we still need reform the police. You still need to fund the police. Thank you. Like, it's just, no, 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 no. That's not enough. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that kind of sums up what it's like being black in this country where you see the hypocrisy, where you see the inequality, but, you know, you're kind of, it, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've read uh, 1984, but it's like, you know what's going on. You mm -hmm. see it, but when you call it out, people come down on you and you're punished for it. And in any type of way, whether it's, you know, just socially, the people around you will kind of mm -hmm. silence you, or whether it's the powers that be. 
the presidency, not the presidency, the, our government, our, you know, our systems that are surrounding us are all pretty much infected with white supremacy. It's everywhere. Um, and it needs to be addressed because every instance of white supremacy, it doesn't matter how severe or how minute uh, or how minutely it's expressed, it still harms us. Mm-hmm. And I, I get that um, a lot working in higher ed, you know, because higher education is mostly white men, um, which is very interesting because um, one, one of the most educated groups in America are black women. That's and right. It sickens me that even working in the Office of Social Justice, that I'm the only black woman at the freaking table um, or, you know, when I work in because I, I my my background, my background and my thesis and the things that I write about um professionally are more about black Greek organizations because I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Um, so that's really more most of my work and research focuses on. But even being outside of like the, that focus of Greek life, you know, I work in social justice in a women's center. Why am I the only black person at this table? Um, when I was going through and getting my, my, my master's thesis um, approved, you know, there was nobody in my institutional review board that looked like me. They were all white men. So how are white men who, one, don't ex understand Greek life, the only understanding they have of Greek life is through the lens of uh, television and media with hazing and stuff like that. And that stuff does happen. And it's disgusting. Um, but that's the only lens that they know it for. And those are typically white Greek organizations. So then that just gets pushed onto Black Greeks. And it's it's annoying when i called when i because I, I, I called that i'm like why is anybody who's reviewing my thesis that's a very about a very specific subject why does nobody in this room look like me how are you going to judge my work and my writing and you don't even understand where i'm coming from I, and i called that out and my thesis actually got pushed back five months wasn't but like and it was very weird how that just happened and i was already living in california still trying to complete my master's thesis for a school in new jersey like even in the workspaces and working in higher ed, when you call out things, because you know I go for bat for my students. I don't play the pol I don't play the political games. I don't care if you're a dean. I don't care if you're the president. I don't care if you're a professor, adjunct. I don't care if you're doing something wrong to my students. We need to have a conversation. Period. Like yes, go through the the processes that have to be, especially when working with things like Title IX and you know you know cases of you know domestic violence and stuff like that. Because I also worked in res life. Yes, follow those procedures, but don't sweep stuff under the rug. And then when you call it out, you're punished for it. You're you're blackballed. You're put cast to the side. Of, oh, Alicia, you're my real name is Alicia. You're Alicia. You're being too loud. You're being too much. Yeah. We have to follow the things. Well, why don't we organize this protest because the students are speaking out, and you know Donald Trump was just elected. And why don't we do this, this and the other because the students' voices need to be heard. Oh no, we're not. That's doing too much. President Ali Hushma doesn't want that. I doesn't care what he wants. Our students are in pain. Mm -hmm. he's supposed to represent the students. Why doesn't he come down and march with us? And like, that's what I've been like tweeting about like these past couple days. Cause people like, they're like, it was so weird. Cause people say like, Oh, like, you know, Melody, I admire you and stuff like that. Sorry. Yeah, no, we have to mute. Sorry. Give me one second. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, literally I just literally have no here. idea what like, happened. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm oh, just like, happened? what happened here? I don't know. I, I apologize. Yell, like, 
I was like, there is something happening. I don't know. My my Streamlabs is 100% muted, so I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. Anyway, go ahead, continue. Oh no, I was just, yeah, I was just saying. Like, I just I under I, when you are unapologetically yourself and you look like me. I know what it means. I've had to come home and just cry to my mom and saying like, mom, I love my students. I love what I do. I would love working in social justice. I love working in res life, but these systems in higher education, these colleges that put out these bull crap, bullshit, strategic plans about diversity and like, oh, we care about you. They don't mean it. They don't mean it. I sit in these rooms with these people with sexual assault cases and, you know, these organizations that aren't getting funding while such and such and such club is getting X amount, like all this money. And I'm like, they don't care. And it's like, I feel powerless to do anything. And now when I'm called out, all of a sudden I don't get, you know, invited to conferences as much, you know, on the dime of the university. I don't get to, I don't, I don't get, you know, as many opportunities. And even like with streaming, I talked to, I don't know if any, if everybody knows X Mira Mira, but I even uh-huh. talked to her, like, and she's talked about her experience on stream as well. It's like, um, like when you're loud, you know, companies deem you as not brand friendly. So you talking about your experiences, which are true to you and are happening to you, you get cast out and say and put to the side because you're the angry black woman. Yeah. It's like, how do you how do you win? What do you do? And I'm just like, well, I don't know, because I, I, I'm still pushing it. I'm just I feel like I'm pushing a cart sideways up a mountain. That's what I feel like every single day. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing way to put it. Yeah. Because Milady's story is um it's not exclusive to just, you know, her experience. That is an experience mm-hmm. that translates to so many black women in all different areas. Um and it's such a common story like yes. what, what we're saying it's nothing new. We've been shouting these same stories for so long. And now they want to listen to us all of a sudden. Yeah, because cities are burning and it's like, you know, right. we tried to kneel peacefully. We've been talking to you. The thing is, it was when you were comfortable and able to put us on mute and not listen. And now cities are burning. Schools are burning. Precincts are burning because we're done. You're not listening to us. OK, well, then maybe you'll listen now. We're done being. We're done. We're, we're done being quiet. Tired. We are and the thing tired. is, if you're, yes. if you're, yes, if we're protesting against the oppressor and they're comfortable, you are not protesting. You are advertising. Yeah. These people need to sit down and. Live. I'm talking about in most companies because I consider higher education for profit and just as bad as any corporate here corporation in America. You need to <laughs> <Absolutely>. listen. <laughs> you need to listen. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Because these these students are paying for this school to operate. They are the core. We don't have students as COVID-19 has proven, we don't have anything. So you owe them to listen and do something when they say something is wrong. Yeah, and that goes for every company. If black people buy from you, you need to be listening to them. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Period. Because symbolic uh, gestures of of support, it's nice, but it's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. Uh, a nice picture, a, a black, a black square on your social media. That stuff. The the performance does not save us because at, at the end of the day, we need to know and we need to see changes that are happening behind the doors. If we don't know what's going on back there, then the suspicion is well warranted. The not having trust in companies and, you know, wanting to, you know, distance ourselves from companies that don't support us outwardly and with internally within their companies, you know, that's, it's all well warranted. None of this is really, you know, 
radical when you think about it because we're asking for the bare minimum the very mm. bare minimum because we deserve a lot more than that yes yes that yes yes like, you're lucky we're asking for equality and not revenge yeah, oh yeah. yeah yep 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 exactly. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. honestly i just want to see less talking and more doing i want to see more than just companies on Twitter, you know, putting a, you know, a black box with white text going, we stand with you, we support you. And it's like, yeah, it's cool that you stand with us and support us, but what else are you going to do about it? Like what other actions are you going to be taking? And like, I, I feel like we've seen a few people doing stuff, but honestly, everyone's just saving face and making statements. Like, oh, absolutely. I was, yep. talking, I was talking about Logitech. I don't know if you guys know this, but um what do you call it logitech they saw that i was going to protest a few weeks ago because i'm i'm here in houston you know where george floyd is from so i've been attending protests here and logitech straight up messaged me and they were just like hey we saw you're going out to protest um we just wanted to reach out to you and we wanted to say um you know ask you if you needed anything at all and i was wow, like no I'm, awesome. I'm all right i'm all right no problem but though but i really appreciate you reaching out and then they followed up with me later on and they were just like, hey, we just wanted to double check back in with you to make sure that, um, you know, we just want to ask if there's anything that we could be doing or anything that we could be doing better. You know, please let us know because we want to make sure you feel supported. And I'm just over here like, holy sh**. Like they are, they are to be there. Like they're reaching out and, and they're, they're, they're. They're backing up their right words. Wow, yeah. right. that's awesome. Where are these other companies that like, where are y'all supporting your creators? Like, are you right. supporting your people? Like, they, and they didn't have to do that. Yep. Yeah. Like, if you're not willing to give up anything, then you're not really supporting us. Cause we gotta give up so much just to uplift ourselves. If you can risk a few of your fans who are racist anyways, if you can risk some of the money in your wallet, open your purse and op or open your doors. It's like, it's gotta mm. be something. Yeah. You gotta be, open it, open it, do something. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I like, I, I personally like, cause I'm, so it's interesting cause I was at a protest before this, um, at the university that I work at actually, um, where, you know, we got to, uh, students and staff got to speak about, you know, discrimination that happens on this campus. Like I remember I was going into the admissions building. I currently work in the department of admissions and a, an employee there called the cops on me because she thought when I was trying to enter the building, I didn't belong there. Um, Can't because I'm young and black, I guess. This which happened I, today? I, I, that happened, that that particular thing happened over winter break, but I brought but that up at the protest yeah. today. Um, and it, <laughs> it's, inter it's interesting because the president spoke today and he was talking about how he's no, he's like, we've done a disservice to our staff and students. And he's like, that falls on me and I need to do better as a leader. And I'm like, that's great words. Where are you going to write that down? And I'm going to hold you accountable. I will email you every single day. I have your personal email. I, I will do that. <laughs> because I have the time like it, it, it's it's and that's also like because I, I also saw my uh, my thesis my other thesis advisor <laughs> there as well and I told he was asking me like when are you going to do your second thesis and I'm actually like really looking into like professionally going into PR um, because I just higher education is literally going to cause my hair to fall out um, early and I love picking apart PR statements it's literally just like been really fun to do especially like with everything going on and just seeing how people are like 
pretty much making non-committals to do things. It's just like, we promised to do better. Okay, well, what are you going to do? What is your strategic plan? What is your six months and your one month's plan to actually do something about it? Like, are you gonna hire are you gonna hire black people at your company? Are you gonna work with black creators and not just, you know, are you going to work with a diverse array of Black creators? Because not we're not all the same. Are you, you know, instead of going to the same six that we see all the time, not saying that they don't not work opportunities, are you going to find other creators to also work with? What is your plan? And I want it in writing because if you're saying this here in your statement, I can hold you accountable. Yeah. And I, I want to know because I'm that, I'm a Scorpio. I am petty, petty. petty. And I write petty. an email and a half. I want to know. I want to know what is, what is what is your plan. See, yeah. that's not even petty because you know the idea behind you know keeping the doors closed and keeping hush hush about your salaries or like you know your work agreement or like you know what's really going on in the workplace. Mm, that, the idea yeah. of doing that is a really it's really put in place as a way to keep us out. Because yes. if we don't know what other people are making, if we don't know that we're being slighted, then what mm. can we complain about, right? Well, us not knowing and keeping us in the dark, we can only be suspicious because of how hard we've been gatekeeped from every everything, industry, every industry that exists, any job that you can get. Black people have been gatekeeped from getting those jobs. So transparency is necessary. Yeah, absolutely. I want to know. I really want to know these companies that, especially these video game companies that are, or and streamer companies that make streamer products. I want to know how many. I want to know the breakdown of percentages of your staff. And I want to know how many black people you hire. I want to know at every level, entry level, mid-level, and um, uh, uh, what do you call that? The CEOs and managerial levels. I want to know. I want to know um, the amount of black people that you promote every single year who gave promotions. I also want the salary breakdowns of said black people according to gender. I want to know what that is. I want to know every, I want to make it transparent, make it public. I want to know. Because that will also tell a story within yourself. And I don't care where you're located. There are Black people that exist all over this world that are qualified to have these opportunities. And I want to know. Please tell me that story so I can put it in my email. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree 100%. Yeah, it's sad that I've found out some stuff about companies I do work with. And there's not one African-American employee. Mm -hmm. Really? Not not, not one. Wow. Wow. I've Um, had some people reach out to me on my business email. Um, They're like, yeah, I worked there for five years. We had 800 employees, zero African-American. I said, oh. Wow. What? Oh. No wonder you took so long on your statement then. Because you don't know what to say. Oh. And Mm. realize understand how company culture also influences game culture they go hand in hand when you think about the spaces that are curated behind these teams who are creating the games that we like you have to think are they going to be market like how are they marketing their games or their products you would think Mm -hmm. that you know targeting everybody would be the deal but no when your everybody consists of people who are only like you where does that leave us Like you need to reevaluate the, or I think it's a really good idea to reevaluate your company cultures. I don't know who I'm talking to. Companies, I'm talking to you. Evaluate the spaces (laughs) that you are uh, that you are curating. 
Because how are you going to be able to market to us if you don't even know us? Right. Or yes. if you only have a slight idea or understanding of us. That's how we get characters who who are doing weird shit. That's how we get black characters who don't look right. They're not acting right. You can tell that, mm, I don't think this person really knew. Or that's how we get these marketing, uh, these marketing plans that kind of just exclude us completely and you don't see it but that's because you don't see us you don't see color right oh Mm -hmm. (laughs) girl you're not ready for this you don't see me like Mm -hmm. stop running away why are you running from us why the advancement of black people can only and even in video games as like and you know people think of video games as not being important people want to you know you know, make video games kind of a uh, utopian or dystopian kind of society where none yeah, of that is. There, there's no video games that have politics in it. None at all. None Zero. At all. But, but guess what? That's pretty much every game out every there. Every single one. Every, every game out there. And then when we see us excluded, what does that say about how you view the world? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's funny, too, because even when talk about Dead by Daylight, for example, right, which, you know, essentially doesn't have a lot of lore, but they're trying to expand the lore. Right. And Mm -hmm. talking about that game and then we, you know, and I will say that one of the reasons why I ended up picking it up and not the reason. I mean, obviously, right, you play for gameplay. But I remember seeing that, you know, there's Claudette like, oh, look, there's a black nerd with dreadlocks in this game. I myself am a black nerd with dreadlocks. That's amazing. I want to, you know, it's, it's cool kind of seeing that in a video game. Right. But then you hear the story behind her and you're like, that doesn't really ring true for experience as a black child either. You know what I mean? Like her experience of her mother, like Confetti and I talked about this last time, but her, the experience of her the idea that a black mother would be so fearful of her child being accepted by her peers that she would encourage her to hide her intelligence no way like no way that rings so incredibly false when education is our primary way for us to advance in the world right like that is our tool that we can use the idea that a black mother would seriously suggest that you need to hide your intelligence no no way no way you know or doctor right doctor is another example when you have um you know a a very interesting story about a black doctor who like worked for u.s government and was tortured people back in the 50s and 60s that's interesting but also makes no sense um in context right like it's interesting i want to know more i want to know how like why how in the world the a a black man his position a black man in general would have got one gotten that kind of gotten that kind of like you know so that like been known for that that much that the u.s government would have noticed that and hired him and given him his this research space to develop all this these are all interesting questions but you have they can't just be put out there as if this is some experience that could happen to anybody because we there is a culture there's a cultural aspect to it as a world we live in and there are real extreme barriers to that happening that if they were overcome that's great but they need to they can't just be blown over you have to actually address them because they imagine because imagine also too right how rich of a character he would be if you did talk about those issues right like you did like actually explore how did he break through those barriers you you only make that character better honestly if you did know that and you did understand that cultural context and so it's something that needs like that's exactly right so people who are writing these stories trading stories probably didn't think about these things right they didn't think about how important it is to kind of make those things make sense within culture because 
they weren't there was nobody look, like us at the table who were making those decisions at the time right so that's kind of, right. that's why it's so important for us to be there because otherwise you have like these you know like you know it ends up being window dressing right oh look we have a bunch of black characters like that's great but the characters don't their stories don't really ring true to anybody black who's watching who's looking at them you know yeah yeah i mean if they were i honestly couldn't help like dang have they what if there could have been some sort of Candyman influence with uh, the character for the Doctor? Because the whole, the whole idea behind the Candyman is how his background and his racial background in the society that was, he was in kind of influenced how he became a villain. And it doesn't have to be as in-depth as that, yeah. but that's what makes the character believable. Right. Yeah. But especially oh. with the the tomes and them going into the the deeper story, there there is... Yeah some space for that um to be expanded yeah it doesn't it doesn't even always have to be something traumatic and sad like don't get caught up in making us suffer in games right. oh, oh my god please please yeah in real life we don't need to see it in the game too you damn right yeah. oh my yeah. god because i know beforehand we were talking about the hag is she she was tortured right and that's how she all of a sudden came across the power of putting hex traps on the floor correct me if i'm wrong um i am really fearful of what those mean and what that especially because the location was already kind of mentioned in her like general backstory i i really hope that we're not going to be going into closed practices and closed religions like i really do not think that should be touched at all and i'm referencing voodoo hoodoo and santeria don't 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 do that yeah. Just leave leave stuff like that alone. Mm-hmm. One because that's a very very specific um, a- those are specific African conditions, and a lot of and the reason those practices are closed is because a lot of it was nearly lost due to colonialism. So, like it's being built for a reason. Exactly, and the thing is, uh, and a lot of people in like reference like American Horror Story. There are a lot of things that were wrong about American oh, Horror Story. Yeah. As beautiful oh. as Angela Bassett yeah. is, she is the queen of Wakanda. Period. Her skin is glowing. She's amazing. We so love beautiful. Angela what a Bassett. queen! But if you ask anybody, if you find a priest and you ask them a voodoo priest, and you ask him or her about the accuracy of American Horror Story, they're going to tell you that it's wrong. They're going to yeah. tell you that it's wrong. Um, and there's only so much you can do There's only so much research that you can do because it's a closed practice. They're not going to give it to some Hollywood director to be like, okay, now we're just going to make a travesty of somebody's religion. Mm -hmm. No. So it, it, that I, I really hope that they're not going to go that route, but it already feels like the eggs, the eggs are kind of lined up to go that way. I really hope that's not where it's going. Yeah why having you know people of different backgrounds in your company would kind of clock that first but you know a lot of companies don't do that but i'm just saying and then also if companies are going to work with people and like ask them about culture and pick their brains pay us for our time yes yes girl yes 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 yes. you're free Mm -hmm. if you need information you don't want to pay for our time sweetie google is still free pay us for our time that's right don't pick our brain about our culture and think we're going to do it for free because you know what this is a very exhausting time for black people a lot of things are going on but we're still going on and marching and speaking and trying to live our truths and also keep our mental health sane pay us pay yes. us for our time that's right pay my rent with exposure 
What? Yep. <laughs> girl. Like, my car note is due. <laughs> yeah. Girl. The things you yes, learn. Wow. Age, not pennies. Don't slide me a dollar bill. Like, don't mm -hmm. do anything. Just like. It's, especially no. like if you're out here flying people to your things and you're doing all this crazy stuff and you're doing other things for other creators and other things pay black people for their time especially yeah. if you won't go to go through the hiring practices and expenses because hiring people is expensive but regardless y'all got the money but if you don't want to spend the money to hire black people to be in those spaces consistently then pay us for our time yeah. Because if one more person if one more person DMs me about some something about you know black culture, I'm literally sending you my PayPal. <laughs> pay me. And yeah. if you don't want to pay mm -hmm. me, and if that's offensive to you, Google is free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, the way we're dragging the beauty industry. <clears throat> oh my god. Them too. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> bro, beauty industry, the most egregious. Oh my yes, god. Yes, girl. How does ColourPop? How do, you know, I knew ColourPop there was something wrong with them because they only they they only have three percent of black people in their entire staff, which is only one building. It's one building where everybody's in. They they make the makeup the makeup palettes and the makeup that they have all in one place in California. And they only have three mm percent -hmm. of black people that work at their company. How That's does that make have. sense? California is probably one of the most diverse <laughs> especially they're in los angeles the they're factories in los angeles oh, that's embarrassing yeah. they have the like los angeles is such a diverse place and mm -hmm. there's so many talented artists there just people there and the thing is that's why your palettes are ashy exactly that's, that's why. What I'm <laughs> oh my god it all makes sense now <laughs> mm -hmm. you're so loud m'lady can't handle it <laughs> You're oh, so let loud. me turn myself up. I'm sorry. <laughs> hire black people. Hire us. Yes. <laughs> Period. Yes, yes, yes. For so many reasons. Like, so many. So many. It's just, it doesn't, it's so egregious. It just doesn't even make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. And do that. <laughs> oh, we hired one black person. That's enough. Like, that's not We'll enough. put them on our diversity pa pa oh. pamphlet so they know oh, that God. we are not racist. Awesome. Yeah. They did so good. Yeah. Only during February, too. Only <laughs> during February, girl. It's not enough to just have our likeness or symbols of us, you know? As like, a norm. As a norm. norm. Yeah. I don't know why it's so hard. And we're such beautiful, beautiful people. Yep. And you guys gotta admit, do you see all these beautiful women up here? We are so beautiful. Our skin tones are gorgeous. Every... We just... What is this called? Milady, what is this called? Melanin. That, <laughs> the that melanin. Is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's and beautiful I don't know why people thing. can't appreciate that. Why is that not basically what people want to put in magazines and all that? Why? 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 Oh, what is wrong we're with not, my we're skin? Not brand, we're not brand friendly. Why aren't we, though? Why? That's it's what they say. Much, <laughs> uh, why? It's very much so an irrational fear. It's like there's so many examples of other companies who have had no problem with including black people and all other types of people, black people and L black LGBTQ. Let me let me say this. Whenever I'm mentioning black women, don't get it twisted. I mean, black trans women, too. I mean, especially period. Women. Yes. Period. yes, 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 yes. Okay. And mm -hmm. sis is not a... If, if if you think sis is a slur, please get out my face. Like I I need that. I need us all to be on the same page with that. But 
yeah, we are just as marketable. It doesn't really make sense when there's so many examples of other companies that have had massive success using us, hiring us, including us, and not just our likeness. So yeah. it's very much so like you have no excuse. You can you know where to find us. You know yeah. we're out there. But there was no action. Yeah. And the thing is, I hated. Um, I know like everybody was hype about the PlayStation show or whatever. Um. Uh, there was like two titles I only cared about to make sure that they were getting, you know, made or whatever. But I didn't see anybody who looked like me and I hated it. That is Not the one why. thing I always look for when there are, you mm -hmm. know, streams about whether it's PlayStation, Sony, whether a company is having a stream. If I don't see myself on your on the people on the, I'm not talking about I'm not even talking about content creators, but I don't see myself. In, the comp in these companies who are doing these presentations or whatever, or when they're doing like behind the scenes of like their offices and blah, 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 blah. And I don't see nay a black person there. Not I don't either. care. I don't care. Trash, throw the whole thing out. Mm -hmm. I always look for me. I always, I remember E3 when, uh, what's her name? Aisha Tyler came out yes. um, on the stage and I had never, ever seen a black woman ever in any gaming like any gaming space. thing ever space yeah. ever that was the first time i saw mm -hmm. and i'm like oh my god she literally looks like me hmm. and she's just she was just a presenter i know she's a gamer and i know she does like so much and she does whose line that is anyway but like that 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 shouldn't be rare at yeah. all mm -hmm. and, I, I, and i tell and i tell you this all the time ash you were the first black woman i ever saw on twitch ever <laughs> I literally Googled black <laughs> black women who stream and your channel came up in Google and I clicked on it and like I think it was two weeks later you were partnered. Like oh, she was I, a black woman. Not, not because like I found her channel, but like she was like she was already working on that. But like it's, it's so sad because Twitch doesn't push black creators outside of the month of February. Like I, I it sh it shouldn't just be twenty-seven or twenty-eight days that I or 28, 29 days that I that I find black creators. And then the list doesn't really change from year to year. So I also see the same people. And I'm like, well, aren't there more? Like, what's going yeah. on? Facts. So, fun, yeah, so fun fact, when, um, when I first started doing Twitch, it was about, I want to say, uh, four, four or five years ago, uh, Twitch used to have a pretty big presence at PAX events and just uh, miscellaneous events. They used to have a huge Twitch booth. And... Mm -hmm. I have had it pointed out to me numerous times that people can easily find me. They'll even come up to me. They're just like, yeah, it's easy to find you. You're the only one with the curly hair. And then I'll stand in that booth Ooh. and I'll look around and I will go, holy moly. You, you're right. I am one of two black people in this booth or, or, or people of color. All right, cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for pointing that out. And it even got to the point where um, I tweeted this out the other day too, where we were at an industry party and it was like me, I am Brandon, you know, DJ Knight, DJ tech. Um, and we were all, Hey guys, you know what? Let's take, uh, let's, let's take a, uh, you know, a, pi a picture of all of us, of, of all the, all the black people here at the party. Let's get out there, everybody up. Let's get a group photo. And then we're just like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. There were seven of us. Wow. Seven. A mere seven. And I still have that picture. And we legit looked everywhere and tried to find as many people as we could, even just trying to, you know, find other people like us that we could even like, you know, just talk to, be friends with, network, you know, whatever. And and it's sad that there really has never been that many of us. And even now there's not very many, you know, 
black creators that are lifted by Twitch that are, you know, in the spotlight, you know, me and Ash are, are, you know, just a couple, you know, all of us here are just a couple and there's so many more of us, but it's just like, why, why can't you just help bring more, more people up on our platform? Why, why are we, are we being, being so suppressed? <laughs> yeah. 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 And something I hear a lot when when we talk about that, when I whenever I hear pushback, a lot of times I just hear people saying, Well, oh well Twitch Twitch doesn't or companies don't have to give you handouts. Like we all start from nothing too and we all built ourselves on our platforms. That's not the same thing. Okay? When you come from a, when you are someone who has just been oppressed and when you're someone who's been oppressed in many different ways, you're not at the same starting point as everybody else. That's right. Yup. Y'all are starting from up here, but we've been pushed back all the way over here. Mm -hmm. So your starting point isn't the same as mine. Right. So we're asking for support. We can't get the bare minimum. The bare minimum does nothing for us. And a lot of people aren't even at zero, but still get pushback. Yes. <laughs> You still don't get opportunities. And it's just like, well, why do I have to be, why do I have, you know, this amount of social reach and I can't partner or get with anything at all? Mm -hmm. Why can't I get support? Right. Everyone even, else even at the level that I'm at, even if I'm doing better than some of the people that you're partnered with, why can't I, it, th that doesn't make sense. That's so, right. Like, what is it really? What is, what's really the problem? Yeah, I would just prefer you say it with your chest that you just don't like black people, so I can move along and then take you know my coins with me. Yeah, mm -mm. put my time elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those things where it's just especially in the gaming realm, right? Because I ended up looking into this like a little bit ago. But in terms of gaming, the fastest one of the fastest groups that are buying the the biggest groups that are buying the most games are black people. Like you know, it is good business sense to actually partner with us to show us to help promote your game. It makes sense business wise, but because yeah. of the way that you know they've traditionally thought of things and the spaces they they're used to. They can't break out of that narrow ass line of thinking, so they don't do that. But mm -hmm. it is business. It makes business sense too. It's not even just like you can argue about the even if you argue about the diversity part, which I mean, I think is is the valid reason. But whatever the business part of it makes is the reason why you should do it too. You should make sure to market to a group of people who are buying games, especially on consoles, at a very fast rate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and then also that can help with so your cosmetics don't come out looking dusty, dingy, and they damn don't make right. sense. That's right. Because um, that's also a problem. You know who mm -hmm. we're talking about? <laughs> like But that's an issue that's an issue with a lot of games though. Yeah. And like the, the status quo, whatever the status quo was, was racist. <laughs> the yes, girl. Us, the fact that we the fact that what y'all thought was normal was this bad for us? Guess what that means? It was racist. Oh, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, so, that's right. And if that's something that can't sit right with it, well, then I don't know what to tell you. We're not going nowhere. We're talking in circles at this point. Yeah, it's not supposed yeah. to be comfortable. If you recognize yeah. it's a problem and you're uncomfortable, you need to address that discomfort and do something about it and call and call people out. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're uncomfortable for a reason. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right. right. Hit dogs holler. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what the original question was. <laughs> 
I oh, know. I segued into it. Technically, I was, you know, <sighs> I was like, we should talk about our, you know, streaming on the platform and what we experience and oh, even in gaming. Oh and God. it's segue. That's why I didn't say anything. I was like, okay, y'all are getting <laughs> the point anyway. Mm-hmm. I thought it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Go, girls. Give us everything. You know, it's like really sad. Like this past couple, well, not the past like three weeks now going on. Um, I, I've been staying actually in follower only mode because um, I don't have the mental capacity to deal with racist all the time. Um, I just, I just don't. I know when I um, play Dead by Daylight, I always keep the in game chat off so I don't get called the N word um, fifty thousand times. Um, it, it's just, it's if I, I just feel like I have to take extra steps to minimize things for my safety because i know that platforms like twitch with especially now with all the hate the racist hate raids that are going on pretty much their silence is showing to me that they don't give a fuck um and you know i shouldn't be able to go into any game and type in whatever the heck i want i just shouldn't be able to do that even if Mm -hmm. i'm black and i know i can say the n-word and blah 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 i have no reason to type that in any chat that is the n-word is not a gamer term and the thing That's is, for right. people who know who do that and type those things, you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I don't, I totally, I could not agree with you more here. And I just don't understand and why, like, why they don't make that step, for example. You know, why is that not a step? Like, why we have to, like, you know, for you to not do that, right? Why we have to, like, unleash God knows how much of trauma just so, you know, just for that. Like, it just doesn't even make sense. And it's even worse right now for people who don't know in a post-game, like, in a post-game screen, you can't even click on the killer's profile right now to pull up your Steam profile. So it's even fucking harder to report people right now. And that shit is ludicrous like it's just ludicrous um it's yeah. even worse right now which is just a problem it's just yeah it's a huge problem i mean thought was blocked we can't type thought in chat at least <laughs> from my experience i don't know that way that often, but how, how how was thought blocked the, how do you have thought blocked and not the N word. Wait, thought is blocked Wait. in DVD it's chat. In some game, in some, I don't know about DVD because I said. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I also say, like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. I do what I want on DVD, but um, I I don't bully though. Let's get that straight. But, <laughs> I don't bully, <laughs> but I do what I want. So, but but you know the you they have the ability to do it. It's not like it's the first time we've talked about you know helping us with moderating our chats when it comes to dealing with racism. And it's like, when you just, you know, hand us a few tools to put it together, it's like, no, you're not gonna like do this like Ikea. This is y'all's platform. You need to take responsibility for whatever spaces you curate and and then do something about it. It, It's just just very Mm -hmm. odd that we've had the same talks over and over and over again and then when you see companies i mean like twitch their solution is to just throw people on front page and not even telling them like oh we're doing all this we love black people we do all this it's like no they like to put they like to put band-aids on situations yeah Uh, and the thing is it's like i i looked i was looking this over um 
because I, like I said, I love picking apart PR statements. It's so fun to poke holes and stuff, especially when you have to do them like at, you know, a university and students love to pick stuff apart. So you always have to be on your toes. But if you look mm-hmm. at Twitch's statement, the stuff that they've talked about, it says black people have been suffering under the oppressive weight of racism in America for far too long. We cannot delight in the creative contributions of of the black community on Twitch and still remain silent while they're in pain, which they're doing right now anyway. We're we're asking you to come together and stand up for black lives, whether it's through your time, treasure, or talent. Don't let today's injustice stop us from creating a better tomorrow for our community. Now, you it's interesting about that statement because they put the onus of doing something about black injustices on the community. This statement says nothing about what Twitch is committing to do on their end. Mm. Notice how they did that. That is freaking brilliant. Because it's mm-hmm. like, it, it's like they don't want to take responsibility. And the thing is, they don't want to be held accountable. Because yeah. I remember when, what was that, two years ago, they put a tweet out on their thing that says, hold us accountable. We're going to blah, 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 all that nonsense that they still oh, don't follow up to this day. Right. They want to make the same mistake twice. So Where now you- the onus of fixing the community and fixing the, raci- fixing the racism on their platform is now on us. Right. Because they don't want to do the work. What, what was the term going around this week? Allyship exhaustion? Allyship I guess that's what... The team. Yeah. The team. I guess that's what they're feeling. We don't care. We don't care that you're Honestly, tired. You need to start holding people accountable because, I mean, I understand that you can't police the entire internet. You know, the internet is where people go and they're just like... I can be whoever I want to be. I could be a racist bastard and nobody will ever know. Like, <laughs> Dude, yeah. I know we can't police everything, but at least we can at least attempt to or at least try to hold people accountable. You know, like how hard, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how hard it is. I'm not, I'm not very savvy with coding as of yet, but I mean, like how, how hard is it to go? If somebody's going to type the N word into chat, even with hard R, like just yeah. ban, I- done. It's, it's yes, yes, hard. yes, yes. Just like, I mean, just come on. Like, <laughs> and then it's, to add to your point, Frisk, too, it's like, it, 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 if you're going to at least do something and be transparent to say like, listen, we can't do anything about this right now. We're working on it, but we hear you. They yes, haven't even I'm done not. that. They haven't even done that. Transparent. Give us some more information. Just be, you know, be open with us. Let us know that you mm-hmm. are working to, you know, create tools that are going to make it a safer place, not just, you know, for the people of color, but the rest of the people on the platform, because there's been a lot of hate rates happening as well. You know, mm-hmm. at least let us know what your plan timeline is. You know, if games can put out a timeline of, Things that they're going to be releasing for said game you know you can at least give us a timeline of stuff that you're planning to release for the platform yeah exactly yeah i'm gonna keep that, that, that's, yeah. why, that's why i really say hard. like these, these pr statements without some type of a roadmap or um we call them strategic plans um in higher ed um then i don't care what you have to say I don't I don't care. That's why I said I want to know what your plan is for six months from now and to a year from now, because is it going to take another hashtag for you to give a fuck? Is that what it's going to take? I want to know. I want to know not only your statistics of your hiring practices and the people who work in your studios. What is your roadmap? What is your plan of action to do something about it? You say you're committed to this. Well, in that commitment takes action. And you know how you remember what actions you need to do when you make a list, you write it down. I want to know what it is because this is nonsense to me it's nonsense i don't care how much money that you donated or and even if you donated money you don't even want to disclose how much you actually did donate um i don't care 
Yeah, I know, I know, I know, the, I know the P, I know that these, you know, freedom funds and that these bail projects and the NAACP and these lawyers need finances and backup support. Like, mm-hmm. I understand the financial part. I understand the nonprofit part. What are you mm-hmm. going to do if you're committed to it? How are you going to dismantle that at home mm-hmm. where you work? What are you doing to contribute with to that? Because yeah. this is nonsense to me. Yeah. Unless you actually mean it. Right. You're not just gonna be pro black on Twitter. We're not we're not doing that. It's not just on your social media. What are you doing in the building? Milady says, show me proof. No more I, wanna, I want receipts. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where the no more broken promises. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's another fear of mine too, right? Like this is just gonna become like some hashtag of the moment. And then we're gonna move on to something else. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is like our lives. This is like our livelihood. This is like our future, you know, which is intrinsically connected to your future, by the way. Like it's yes, just, yes. you know, like it's one of those things where it can't just be this superficial bullshit you know it can't we can't just do it that we can't be that way it's it's not we can't accept that we just can't and and when you're making these roadmaps when you're making a roadmap or any kind of strategic plan that has to do with something that is so like with different areas you know we're talking about hiring we're talking about partnering with creators we're talking about lore we're talking about character design all these different facets that go into you know really um breaking down and dismantling these systems of racism and bias it can't be the people who work at your studio just having the seat at the table it can't just be y'all that's right most of y'all are white or white presenting or whatever and your plan is going to fail if you don't have black voices in the room and i'm not talking about just one black voice there's a myriad of there's six of us here all of us yep. have a lot of similar experiences, but the way that we move through the world, there's a lot of things that's individualistic to us as well. That's so right. That also mm-hmm. has to be considered. It can't just be one person. It can't just be me. It can't just be just Mojo. It has to be yeah. all of us. It has to be a myriad of uh, Black voices from different backgrounds. You yeah. know, Mojo's experience is going to be different, you know, for, you know, you talk about you're a, a child of an immigrant. Your experience is very different from mine. So, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it has to be a diverse, even diversity, even within blackness. Yes, that's it right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. right. Exactly. And then you're still going to pay us for our time, period. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Respectability politics anywhere in this. It can't just be the acceptable or the respectable black person. It can't be the most non-threatening black people. It has to be. It, you have to address the colorism that's a part of this, too, because yes, girl. a lot of times, most of the time, Netflix, you can see, mm. you can see these companies that pride themselves on being inclusive and being, you know, uh, for the cause, but it's only when it's a certain face. And yeah. that really doesn't get anyone anywhere because you're still upholding a system of white supremacy within your workplace, you know? Mm. Oh, y'all got some work Make- to do. It's a lot. It's a lot. Companies are notorious for that. Exactly. Oh, yeah. But all of a sudden, they remember Black people exist, exist as soon as Rihanna drops her line and then yep. has a diverse array of w- women just yep. in, in all mm-hmm. of her advertisements. Mm-hmm. All of them. Ruby needs to step up and get some, you know, Black men in there, too. She needs to that up. But... <laughs> the, but the thing is, it's true. It's true. Because we need, we need more we need more Black men in makeup. 
we yes. need that representation. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous because all of a sudden you remember that it's not just one type of black person that exists. Right. That there that we come in all shades. Y'all mm-hmm. wanted to remember that. Okay. Okay, Mac. Listen, Milady <laughs> is just getting me like, oh, I'm getting hot. Because she's right. She's right. If you're go you have to really analyze how you're going to be showcasing representation to everybody else. You have to think outside of your status quo. Because again, whatever mm-hmm. your status quo was, I was probably racist. Yeah. Oh my god. And then, and then also when we when you say hire black people too, we also have to think about like what are y'all gonna do? not just hiring these black people, what are you going to do to dismantle these work yes. environments that are very white centric? Yes, um, because that can be traumatizing as heck. You know, I, like I said, I work in, a, I have to work next to a person who I know she called the cops on me and yes. she wasn't punished, but I just have to deal with that. So, you know, it's just, what are you going to do also in these workspaces to make, to make sure that these spaces are also inclusive when you're hiring these black people, even if, if you're, if you're even going to do it, that's first of all, uh-huh. Is then mm. it's like what are these? What are our people like walking into? Yeah, when they go into these spaces, and then are you expected to do all the education? And are you going to be the token? Do they expect you to act just one particular way? Like it's, it's it's a lot. It's very multi. It's very multifaceted. I don't yes. know if that's the word I'm looking for, but that's what I picked. And when you <laughs> know, I, yeah, black people, you also have to retain those same black people because there's a very, very high turnover rate. Um, you can see it in many different industries. There's a That's high true. turnover rate for black people or for black hires. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They have. To, it has to be support. Yeah. It just all these things have to be factored in. Like any plan to increase diversity, increase the amount of black people at the table, has to be a plan that is like structured. It factors in those things. It factors in the whole mentorship problem. You know, like it. It's factors in all these things have to be considered. You know, and they can't keep relying on things like networking because networking is one of is inherently biased, right? Like if you are relying on you making a personal connection with somebody, most of the people at the table are going to be white dudes. And so you trying to make a personal connection for white dude, it's it, the bear. It, it's obvious to me, and, and I probably and I hope the people in chat, right, that you try like me trying to make a connection to a white person I've never met before might be look a lot different if if, two, if both people are white in the same end, right? Like it's just it's different. And so relying on that as your ways of like hiring and looking for new talent, it ain't it. You gotta be yeah. like it needs to be more thoughtful than that. And then when I I remember when I was in, I wasn't even I don't. I don't understand networking, even like in my professional career, like when I go to like conferences, like I don't, I just talk to people. I don't know if I'm really looking for a connection. I think the, there's only one time where I talked to another person who worked in the, uh, in the women's center up in um, Ryder University and we did like a collaboration on something. So I don't understand mm-hmm. it, but it's like weird in the gaming community because you see some of these people like on stream or whatever. And then they talk to you and then they talk to you in like weird Ebonics or AAVE. And I'm like, why are you talking to me like that? Because you mm-hmm. literally didn't talk to them like that. So why are you talking to me like that? Because I'm going to yeah. walk away because now I'm judging you harshly, mm-hmm. probably out loud. <laughs> and then there's those folks who will say like, you know, oh, I want to network with you. I want to like, you know, I want to connect. That's the key word. Let's oh, connect. connect. <laughs> Let's connect. Yeah. Let's in your stream or in your discord or wherever you do your content they'll pop up for a little bit shout you out once get their brownie points and then ignore the fuck out of you after that 
on Twitter asking, share your favorite black streamer. If I see one more you streamers doing so that, that, stop it. Stop yeah. that shit. You know yeah. where we are. How and many times a year do we have to see that? I mean, unless it's like yes. actual networking opportunities, but if it's you saying, you, I can't find black people, stupid, where are we? And, and it's, mostly, it's mostly these quote-unquote white allies who are doing that and then these companies who are doing like, we need to find them. Then do the work. You don't get to call yourself an ally and say, I'm an ally to this, and you still expect black people to do the work for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, no. <laughs> if you're if you're do the work it's not that hard we need to give you a list of black creators let's go <laughs> like i got a book for you the information <laughs> there like and like i understand that it is a little bit kind of it can be a little bit more difficult with the removal of communities because that was like one of the yeah. ways that was the main ways we found each other so it, it, and it's yep. hard you can't it's hard to find people through stream teams because um, they're just not. E- oh, I mean, the, the interface. There's is no way now. to find teams. There's yeah, no way. yeah. No, you can find no people within the team, but how you find the team? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There is no find. Yeah, that's what people they've ignored for a long time. Yep, and yeah. I've been from, like I can't I've been addressing it. it for years, and there's been no change. Yeah, and I think yeah. honestly that you call. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, confetti. You go ahead. But Ash, you like said something like last year because you're a Twitch ambassador and you were saying like, hey, like, can we just revamp the 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 team pages to actually be functional so you can follow everybody, but also so you can see people's information like it's so ugly and it needs work. (laughs) It's there's a lot of things that are ugly that need work. Um, Like, I really just don't understand, like how we have moderation tools like those are implemented. So how are they not implemented globally? Yeah, I just it's, I was, I'm trying oh. to pick my brain like that's the easy. Oh, global. OK, this word, this oh, word global can't use that. Like I should not have to take the. F- I should not have to take the time to put every single version of the hard R in my auto mod. Right. Yeah. I have to do that. Yeah, I spend it. time doing that every day. I'm like, oh, there's a new word. There's a new word. Oh, that's a new yeah. way of saying that. There's a new way of saying that. I spend, I swear, you guys, at least 10 minutes a day. Oh making sure that i have all those words still in there and that's yeah, and, a, oh, that is a damn that's that bootstrap <laughs> we gotta it do it it's ridiculous yes and and i've been on front page you guys for a week straight and i was not alerted i'm like why do i have 2400 viewers what's going on oh you're on front page oh this black person's on front page you oh this other black person's on front page why what, what? What algorithm did you guys implement all of a sudden to put us on black or black page, put us on front page <laughs> every That's single day? And nobody has contacted me back. I'm like, what? I need, I need to be prepared. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be hate rated next or whatever the hell is going to happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I stay prepared, but I really don't understand what that algorithm is gonna i mean i guess it's great to see black creators on front page which is a blessing because we don't see them other than february or there's a sponsor stream anyway but i really (laughs) really don't know what that's gonna do it's just really silent and um it's panic i don't know it's Mm -hmm. yeah i'm like are you just throwing me up there to be like oh we do support black people what do you mean they're up there and yeah um this is personal to me but I appreciate when Twitch reaches out to me to do opportunities. I take every opportunity because 
I'm like one of five black females they <laughs> promote out there, which is absolutely fucking ridiculous. But um, I know I did a podcast earlier this year in February with Pika um, and a bunch of other ladies. But they said, Ashley, you fit a standard that Twitch wants for black women. I said, what do you mean? They're like, you know, you you sound, you enunciate your words perfectly. Mm. You don't have any slang in your voice or anything like that. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't think of it that way. Like, am I really like their token black child that they promote all the time? Because I'm sure you guys see me on a video or two a couple times a month or whatever. I'm like, am I the only one they really want to promote and why? Because of how I sound, how I, you know, it's... It's a yeah. mystery and it's really, really scary. I'm like, there's so many other black creators you could be reaching out to. Yeah. Um, and again, I appreciate it. I love Twitch. Love you. But there's so many more things we need to do and we need to take steps immediately or you're going to start losing some of the black community. And yeah. it's really sad. I just, I just wish we had communication, especially with the hate raids going on. They say they've contacted these streamers and all that and they have not contacted these streamers they're like no we reached out i'm like you have not reached out to these people you are silent and you're still letting these racist so-and-sos still just doing this and i don't understand why it's so hard to just remove a channel why are you investigating there's no investigating they're right there you see what's going on there's a vod there's a chat you see where they're coming from mm-hmm yeah i I don't know why it's an investigation, but I believe there was a black summer. Um, she was banned because of a little, I think, nudity in Sims. Oh, I remember this. Mod. That was with the quickness yeah. over a freaking nude that, was, that wasn't even what? That was, 30 it minutes? Wasn't even, it wasn't even 30 minutes on a stream. That was quick. Why was that so quick? But you have to investigate a white man purring out racism. To so many yeah. streamers. Why is that an investigation? Can somebody yeah. tell me why it's an investigation? Right. Because if you, there's a black person doing something wrong, oh no, they're gone. Bye. <laughs> Suspended for three days. <laughs> or oh. permanently banned. Mm -hmm. just, I, they don't think we don't see this stuff, but we do. We see it daily. And we're not going to shut up about it. Absolutely. Twitch really needs to freaking listen. Or we're going to really build more problems. And it's mm -hmm. really sad. Um... Systemic racism exists, and that's just what it is. And you need to take steps to get rid of it. Um, putting black people on front page is not going to do that. I mean, I mean, it's cool, but what else are you going to do? There's so much more to this, and I don't know. It's just really heartbreaking. Like I've had an exhausted week. Like <laughs> I could cry right now since I'm a Libra and I'm dramatic. Anyway, but <laughs> it's just yeah, I. I wish there was so much more we can do and we're so limited with our voices and it I am gonna cry. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> oh, it's totally okay. <laughs> okay, I am gonna cry. I am. That's healthy. It's okay. We're just tired, you guys. We are so tired. And I know I'm tired. I just I wish things would change. And I can't stress it enough how much you guys need to use your voice. <laughs> If you have a privilege, you need to use your damn privilege. There's nothing else to it. Mm -hmm. Use your damn privilege. Stop shutting up. You can't be silent right now. You just can't. Yeah. We're, we're... Yeah. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I'm crying. No, no. I want you to finish speaking. I want you to speak. finish. I just... I'm just tired, you guys. I really am. I've been streaming for 
four years. Wait, math, almost four years <laughs> in December. And I've been hate rated a couple of times. I've, I've seen everything under the sun and it's just taken so much time to get rid of it. And it's like, why aren't you putting the effort to care about me as a black woman? Why aren't you? I just, um, putting me on front page is not going to do that. It's not going to change things. It really, really isn't. Not, it really no. isn't. And I'm so tired, you guys. I'm so tired. And then, of course, I'm dating a white male. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> I get all this hate for that. And I, oof, I oof, my whole entire life, I've been with him for seven years. And it's just been. Oh frick, why am I so emotional? No, it's like you're valid. This is exhausting. Oh, okay. I'm a Libra. I'm a Libra. But no, you're also you're human. Libra gang you're you're a human. Libra gang up. <laughs> right, I, crying. I just bought this foundation. I did my makeup. <laughs> it won't be this like, it is like fire that is holding just, up. Just okay, but you guys, you really need to use your voice and you need to. Mm -hmm. You just have to. You have to. This is not going to end if we don't come together and get rid of this shit. Like, we really need to work together. There's nothing else we could do except work together. And We don't have to stop. Side note, please don't tag me and post a racist people. Like, I've yes. been getting tagged on Twitter. That. Oh, I want to bring us to your attention. This person is racist. Why do mm. I need to see that more than I already do on a daily basis? Yeah, you, you do your facts. part with your privilege and get rid of them. Right. <laughs> Just do your part. Your I don't need to see that. I don't black, need to see that. Black people are not your attack dogs because you you want some uh, because you want us to to school your racist friend. Get your people. They your people. Yeah. 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 That was just a side note because that's been on my brain for a little bit. Like, no, thank you for sharing. Um, so many different people are DMing me. Oh my gosh, look at this person, what they said. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Only yeah. thing we can do is try to teach them what's better and how they should be thinking. But I, I don't want to see that every day more than oh I do. Oh my God. I really don't. Why? Sorry. Sorry. What? Sorry. I got to meet my. What? What? Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, she went. Oh, she's gone. Bye. She gotta go do a thing. Oh, bye. It's okay. Uh, bye. <laughs> also, on I, the... just... I knew I was gonna cry. I knew it. Yeah. I should have been prepared. Okay. Oh. I almost cried. Yeah, same. Same. What y'all did? Y'all made my friend cry. What you doing? Jojo, girl. Yeah. Like you don't lady good. You don't get Sorry. the ice cream man? Ice cream man. Sorry. No, no, ice no, no, no. What's the ice cream man? I just got another DM from Pat McGrath, okay? I'm like, I'm what tripping out. And she just retweeted my tweet. So I'm just I'm crazy. Oh, we, gotta, okay. we have to acknowledge greatness. We have to. <laughs> yes. We have to. Auntie Pat McGrath. <laughs> Congrats, girl. Oh, the ice cream man, I swear. <laughs> He's not here yet. I have another 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, Auntie Pat, I love her. I can't afford her makeup though, but I love her. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, um, everyone that's here, we really do appreciate you guys listening, and we really do hope you guys do grasp some information today. Yes. Um, very important information. Um, I hope you learn how to. I don't. The word ally, like you should just you should just support black people. You should just support black people. There should be no 
allyship. Like, just do it. There's no, why are we forcing you to do that? Just support black people. There's no if, ands, or buts. We're here. We need to be supported. Y'all got the time to support us? Support us. You see us? We're here. We're alive. We're out here. Mm-hmm. And I'm so tired of the threads again. Like, And they're performative threads, too. They just tweet, oh, where's our black streamers? And they don't do shit about it. Right? They don't, they don't contact me. Every time I get tagged, they don't contact me. They don't contact other people that get tagged. It's super performative. Performative threads. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. But. They could be doing so much more with our moderating tools. Like, honestly, I, uh, I understand that they implemented the moderation tools where you can have, you know, different levels of security. And sometimes if a something that is posted seems suspicious, it holds the, you know, it holds it in chat until a moderator approves it. So if they can have something like that in effect, why can't they just make it a global thing where we don't even get to see it? Like, just just it's gone like the second they type enter into the chat box we don't even see it so we don't have to deal with that emotional you know just reaction mm-hmm. of oh sweet another guy calling me an n-word sweet awesome great cool yeah. thanks thanks for auto mod for capturing that i guess mod ban him you know uh-huh. make us have mm-hmm. to continuously do that you know make make the users somewhat accountable you know and, and mm-hmm. when they see that is that's entered from a user just just ban them. Do you don't want that? T- we don't want those type of people on your platform. That's if right. You want to make sure your bla- your platform is you know inclusive and you are um, you know taking the side of black creators and trying to make sure you create a safe space for them and and you try and normalize the fact that we are just people. We are just people like everybody else. And racism is not is not okay. Racism is not accepted here. Make sure you let them know it's not accepted. Make sure they are you know are they are held accountable. Mm-hmm. They did, um, Twitch did just tweet the um, Black Lives Matter video that um, they accessed to record some clips for. Okay. So, yeah. That, they, need to turn their, they need to turn their comments mm-hmm. off. They don't even moderate their comments. Yeah, like, I, like don't. I don't, I don't know what was all. happening before. Um, well, I guess because people were just comfortable. But I noticed that even now, like, even on Dead by Daylight on Behaviors thing, when they post stuff about Pride or when they post stuff about... Well, they posted like the one thing about Black Lives Matter, like they've been deleting people and actually moderating yep. their comments. Twitch needs to do um, that too. I know yeah. that they, it's not an account they seem to check often or care about often. And they just post whatever, but they need to start moderating or turn them off because mm-hmm. it's very, those comments are very indicative of what the gaming community is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. That is turn it the like even. And the thing is, Twitter gave you the ability to turn it off. Turn it off. If you're not going to do anything to it, at least, especially, I'm even scared to click on that, especially when you're highlighting Black creators. Mm -hmm. Turn them off. Yeah. Like, with such a big platform, your voice and whatever actions you take, that will influence, you know, how your audience moves, too. So if you want to curate a space that is safe and inclusive, like you say it is, you need to put forth the effort to do it. Don't leave it up to me. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me to do the work. You've been do doing it. the work. We We've get how, at what age did everybody get the talk from their parents or their guardian about your blackness is how you'll be perceived in the world? Because mine was three. Two. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. Two or three? Maybe four. Yeah. Very young. We've been had to educate ourselves and protect ourselves and do work for ourselves and our communities. We've been had to do that. And y'all just arrived into the party because somebody was murdered. Yeah. And that's just and that's just not even, you know, discount all the 
people who who don't get hashtags and who we don't yep. know mm-hmm. or yeah. who we know and the people even after George Floyd who are still dying and being lynched but you yeah. want you want to put the onus of the community on us how dare you like that's not how it works that's not how it works like you're not gonna break the cam or you're not gonna break the straw on the camel's back and still ride the camel like what like <laughs> you can't you you can't put the work on us. Imagine how much work we have to do sitting here, us as black women, unlearning anti-blackness because that's something that is normalized and we're taught that. Girl, yes. Babies, mm-hmm. unlearning anti-blackness, unlearning massage noir, unlearning any sort of toxic behaviors that have been normalized in our community to be able to have this conversation. That took a lot of work. And we're all so young and there are people yeah. grown 60, 50, Company's been here hundreds of years, still can't you can you educate us? Well, we never heard of that. Like, <laughs> but you have access to the same education and same search engines and free search that we do. So why don't you know? Why didn't you put in the work? Right. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is why we drag. It took me so long to love my skin. Like up oh, until yeah. same. six sixteen. Oh, yeah. Like, I told my mom, I'm like, I'm not beautiful. I don't like me. I, why am I like this? No. Yeah. It's really sad. Um, yeah. And now I'm like, what the, what the hell was wrong with me? Yeah. I'm still learning to love my skin. I'm trying. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I can gosh. honestly say, though, I wake up every day with more negative thoughts in my brain than I do positive. And just literally about how I look like it's like oh like you know I because Mojo's like the main one in my IG DMs like your makeup looks great or you look great and I just I appreciate that it's just it's so Aww. difficult and I was talking to my mom last week because I shared a picture of myself my grandmother and my mother but then like there's other people obviously in my family um but like I'm the only dark-skinned person in my family and anytime mm-hmm. I walked up to like family events and stuff like that I was always the other I was always the you look just like your mom but you're dark skin you would be so prettier you would be prettier if you were light skin mm. and i wake up fuck sorry and it's it's so hard because i get it from the people in my community who are just supposed to love me you know yeah or people in my family who are supposed to love me and my mom tells me every single day you are beautiful you look just like me you are my stars and I love you, and I know she can hear me. <laughs> She's in another room. But it's like, it's hard when you get racism. You get that from your own community. And then it's hard when, like, other people outside your skin, like, hate you because, because you're black. And then inside, it's like, I hate you because you're dark skin. I didn't ask to be born like this. My dad is dark skin. You know, like, it. I, did, I don't I played the, the genetic lottery and this is how I turned out and it's mm-hmm. it's really tough and it's like when you reminded when I don't see people like me represented when I saw Black Panther and I saw Danny and I saw Lupita mm-hmm. and I'm like oh, that's mm-hmm. me I can see me finally when I see Angela Bassett who's also my soror and is a really amazing person if you get to meet her in person I finally get to see me when I saw Claudette I know there's issues with her skin tone because she casts really gray and she really just needs to be brought (laughs) to a very normal tone of skin. Mm -hmm. Tone. I just, Mm. I saw me. And I don't get to see that because I have to accept Beyonce. 
that's my representation. Oh my God. And it's not oh, no. for me. It's Ooh. not. But the thing is, that's my experience. I don't have my mother's experience. And we talked for hours about this last week. Is I'm not saying that light-skinned women have easy. We're black at the end of the day. The cops are still going to point and shoot. Period. Mm-hmm. They're going to point and shoot. They don't care. But I would just say within our community, when I go before Fenty dropped, you know, before I would go to Sephora and I didn't have a fucking shade. Yeah. I couldn't Orange. even get a shade for me. Orange. Orange. Orange foundation. Yeah, orange Oompa looking. That's cr- wow. Yeah, orange. Why? Sorry, my mom just like invited herself into no. my room. <laughs> oh no, I love that moment. We can't ignore. We cannot ignore col- uh, colorism in this conversation because colorism is the child of white supremacy. Yes, colorism was Say born that. from white supremacy. So mm-hmm. we have to address them hand in hand because we see when you guys want to represent black people and it's only the folks that look like me. Or lighter. Or lighter. Yeah. yeah. I can't tell you how many times and how many times I've had to fucking block... I'm sorry, excuse me. How many times I've had to block people from Twitter and all the like because they just go, wait, you're black on what on what planet? And I'm just like... What? Oh, no. You're girl. kidding me, right? mean i'm i'm not black like look like i have i have had this battle all of my life like i will literally i can't even imagine like look at this nappy beautiful head like that's right girl look at this this. i tell me look into my eyes and tell me i am not freaking black who just tell me again like i get so irritated beyond belief man and it's like my feelings are valid you know i am valid and and i can't tell you how long it took me to accept accept my hair i i swear like i am i am 30 years old and it took me about like maybe three years ago to finally accept that my hair is curly and to love it and to be who i am like the same the same like insecurities you have with your skin color being you know obviously uh, on the darker side I've had those same struggles with my hair being curly because people could immediately, when I was a kid, they could immediately tell I'm black because my hair is just, it's just huge and obviously not white. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's sad that I've had to struggle over half my lifetime to just be okay with myself when people are just trying to fucking bring me down. I'm so sorry. I hate cursing. No, no, you're totally fine. Sorry. Don't say sorry. and it's not okay it's not fair and i and i want i want all of this to change i don't want this to be the world that we continue to live in i don't want this to be the world that yeah if i ever you know find someone and have kids with i don't want this to be the world they live in i don't want to have to worry going oh man they got my hair crap you know like oh yeah i don't have worries that's not okay that is not okay and i don't ever want another little girl to have to deal with you know the racism that we have all experienced you know like the awful looks from people mm. that are just mm-hmm. everything. it's not okay You're it's not valid. okay extremely valid and like you know we've been saying this again we've been saying this over and over and over again now it's not enough just to listen we need action yeah and that, and then it's, it, it, and, and even with the point I was bringing up before, like between the six of us, we all have our own individual experiences that we go go through. 
you know, I, I, That's just I I've, nev- I've never had to walk into a space and somebody question if I'm black or not. And I can't imagine yeah. being devalued in a way of just walking in space and being who you are and being proud of who you are and just somebody saying oh no that's not you honey that's not that, like you know what like that's yeah. could not imagine i couldn't I honestly can't. yeah and i'm like, so that's... sorry that you have to deal with that because you shouldn't feel yeah. like oh if i walk in space like it just happened in chat earlier i saw that again my eyes are everywhere I got so Somebody's like, oh, like, you're not black towards Frisk. That's disgusting. Mm. Like, are you serious? Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. yeah. What makes you want to say that out of your mouth? I want to know. What yeah. was the thought process? None. I really want to know. I mean, for me, like, I, I've had to learn how to, you know, view colorism from outside my shoes because I have a completely different experience and you know it's my responsibility to you know uplift the dark-skinned women especially the dark-skinned women who made me because listen I I look the way I am because of dark-skinned women I come from a dark-skinned woman so how could you fix your mouth to you know, shame someone. Um, I guess I'm talking more so to people within our own community. You can't fix your mouth to say anything about dark skinned women when we all come from we all come from that. Somewhere down the line, you come from a dark skinned woman, maybe. It it feels like as a dark skinned woman, the only time that we're appreciated from or I guess seen or accepted or I guess heard even from within our community or outside of it is if we're sexual objects because we're an exotic fantasy and we are n- no call me exotic one more time oh my <laughs> yeah girl the amount of times i've yeah. i don't really like to bring it up to anybody but i've been on twitch for like since 2014 um the amount of times i've had men or just anybody come to my dms talking about nubian goddess Oh exactly. lord! Oh, my God. Yeah, and then they... a couple of people mm-hmm. I was interested in, they turned out to be terrible and fetishizing and using me as some sort of weird notch on their belt. Like I got to be with a black woman. Yeah. Like, yikes! You know how demeaning that feels. Like, you know how gross that feels. Like you don't mm-hmm. really. It's just because you don't oh, see me as black. a whole entire person, right? Like I, I'm not a person. I'm just another notch or oh, the token black of your, you know, friend group. And that is not okay to treat anybody like that. Like, we are people from first skin tone to my skin tone to ashes to like all of our skin tones here. We're all valid. Mm -hmm. So treat us like that. And and then, God, I I guess now I'm poor now. Now I'm mad. That allyship Mm -hmm. fatigue thing I saw. Oh, jeez. It's just like, do you realize how tired we are? Fucking facts. And mm-hmm. exist whilst being black. Mm-hmm. Do you know how tired we are? And you're tired after like a couple of weeks. Like I cannot even imagine just having that that privilege to feel that way. I'm tired and I'm exhausted every day, but I'm still out here mm-hmm. doing something about it, trying to help mm-hmm. it. Anyway I can trying to help others in any way I can. Can I go protest? No, I got friends who can. Can I donate? Yes. Can I open my purse? Yes, I can. 
Can I spread awareness? Yes, I can. Can I teach you? Probably not because I am tired of being Google right now. Mm, yeah. That. Yep. Yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I feel that completely. And, you know, if I, listen, if black people on their own, if people within the community can acknowledge how, I mean, we have the discussions amongst our own community about, you know, the privileges that certain people have. Now, if we're able to do that amongst ourselves, what's stopping everybody else? We're going through it and also unlearning how we've internalized it ourselves. Black people do mm -hmm. a lot. We do the most just to survive. Mm-hmm. And get handed crumbs. Yes. And get handed crumbs. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm just so sick and tired of people just say, I'm tired. I'm tired of supporting. Man, I've been I've been doing this for a few weeks. Man, this is just this is so tiring. Oh, I had to wait eight minutes for my McMuffin. Well try <laughs> waiting eight minutes. Oh girl, that bullshit. Like Woo! Have we talked about police brutality yet? Are we like gonna ease into that? Do we want to touch on the do we have time to touch on that actually? Uh, I don't know. It's on the notes. Oh my god, 620. Wow, this flew by. That go lie. Could we even touch on that? Like the fact that that's still happening, by the way. Yeah. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, Breonna Taylor's uh, murderers not arrested once. Mm -hmm. But that's not jail. Mm -hmm. And then talking, talking about how the fight, even within police brutality, that happened to people, everybody in the Black community. But it seems that, you know, the cis black men seem to be the only ones who stay trending for a very long time. Not saying that they don't deserve justice either, but their black trans women's life span is 35 years old. Yeah. Five. 35. Mm -hmm. 35. Why hasn't I, the amount of people I don't see talking about police brutality that's happening against our black trans women. Yeah. The fact that when I when the when we were made aware of what happened to Breonna Taylor, when we saw George Floyd um, mm -hmm. and you see those names. And in that same week, Tony McDade's story came out. That's right. And that was the whole reason why uh, Toyin, um, I, I, I should look up her entire name. It's very hard for me to pronounce. I don't want to uh, get it wrong. Yes. Yes, she was a young nineteen-year-old, a uh, young nineteen-year-old child. Oh yes, baby, she yes. was out here protesting, saying everyone's name, protesting for Tony McDade because she was in Tal in Tallahassee, protesting mm -hmm. for all black people, speaking for everyone, and she had her life taken that same day, or not the same day, but within that same week, her life was taken away, and it seems as though our support or just supporting Black Lives Matter in general, it it's almost as if it's coming at our expense in a way since our names really are being pushed down on yeah. the algorithm and people's minds in the media. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At, at the protest I was at today, um, there was a, so, oh God, I hope my, th my thesis professor is not watching this, but he is also, um, what do you call that when you give sermons at churches, Baptist churches, um, a reverend, um, yeah. he was, he, he listed off a, like, I don't know, like 30 names of people who had died by police brutality. All of them were cis black men, every single one of them. And I said, professor, I still call him professor. I said, 
What about Breonna Taylor? There are things happening with her case right now. Why didn't you mention, why, why is that the only people you're talking about? Mm-hmm. You can't do anything with my thesis right now. So thank God I already have it. I have my degree. But mm-hmm. even when I said, I was like, I even said, I'm like, Breonna Taylor. And he like looks at me and I'm like, you just listed only black cis men. No, you don't get to mm-hmm. do that in front of a student body of 2000 people who are here at this protest right now. You don't get to do that. Yep. If you're going to be an asset to this school and an asset to protest and an asset to the Black Lives Matter here in South Jersey, you can't just say, it can't just be one group of people. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't care if you have a big cushy office at, at your universe. I don't care. You don't get to, dis, you don't get to, dis, uh, to exclude us. You don't yeah. get to do that. No. Yeah. And movement can't even survive without black women and black uh, LGBTQ to begin with. Period. Period. Literally holding up every single movement, and everything, throwing the, stones first. And the everything. hashtag was literally invented by black queer I, women. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Black girl magic came mm-hmm. from a black woman. Co-opted literally immediately after taken and grabbed at by everyone and she saw nothing 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 like it's egregious how like we have great ideas we make great things we do amazing things and it just gets snatched from us just as quickly as we come up from it or come up with it. Absolutely. Like, and that cause because I've been seeing the Karen term, the Karen meme in here a lot today, Phoebe Robinson, black woman came up with the Karen term in 2016 in her book. And it was co and it went, and what is it? What? Three years later, I see this, these like think pieces in New York times, these hashtags, Karen lives matter by these idiots on Twitter. Um, but Phoebe Robinson, black woman, comedian and wonderful person. It, it's the one who came up with that first. Another example. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I love the fact that even, like, we're so creative. I love us so much. I love how creative we are. I love, like, when I saw... I love little things that happen on Twitter that make me smile. Like, the whole Beethoven is Black thing. We know he's not Black. But, like, the, <laughs> the fact that, like, we're just having fun with that and just being able to be free and just laugh mm-hmm. at something and, like, the dances and the vines and... The, not vines. God, the TikToks, the just, just, we're so dope people. Oh, yeah. Why don't people just appreciate that? Yep. It's like, it's weird. We have dope content. It's always seen as a threat. And it's just like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Like, what is, what is frightening y'all so much? A lot of it is fear. It's just odd. Yeah. Fear. I think it's fear because we are strong. We're strong people. We have wonderful personalities. We're creative. You know, we're innovative. And, you know, these people with their tofu freaking personalities, you know, they're just, (laughs) you know? Absolutely. No, you're right. And and the thing is, is I call them tofu people because tofu, as you all know, has no flavor. Tofu has to soak up someone else's flavor to have some sort of Ooh, tofu, like some sort of part. flavor, because they have no flavor of their own. So, and they are constantly being all tofu like. Like for instance, like um, what do you call it? That famous um TikToker girl who did the renegade dance. Oh, oh my god! Oh right, 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 right. Yes, she took that dance from a black woman. Like 
unseasoned. I can't tell you. And that is and mm-hmm. un, that unseasoned. And it went on and nerve. she kept doing it. Like she invented the daggone thing. She went over to the what, what was it? The what basketball team invited her on? And she went on there and yeah. said she did it herself. Uh-huh. And, and talking about that, um, I mean, um, we could also talk about how it's just very normal. Like, really think about how much of what you consume was actually influenced by us. Like, pop mm-hmm. culture in general is black culture. Popular culture in the U.S. moves because of black people. Things that go in circulation, things that become popular, things that become mm-hmm. big, whether it's music, entertainment, any sort of, uh, a lot of the new ideas and the movements within our culture today have been pioneered by black people, especially black women, and especially LGBT, black LGBTQ. Like, we're literally the pioneers of what is popular, what is good content, and you don't see us. And they don't want to credit us. They don't want to pay us. They don't want to work with us. They don't want to partner with us. But you'll do the the watered-down version of what we do. Oh, okay. Right. Exactly. And it's just, it's crazy, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, this lack of empathy that exists where, you know, when these things are called out or when we do talk about our pain and then people mm-hmm. will turn their ears up for a little bit and listen, it's it's very strange when when we get comments. Like, I, I know it's great to be proud of, you know, strength amongst the community, but, like, um, it's okay to not be strong. I'm not always strong. I don't want to be the strongest all the time. That There's, is- yeah, Black mm-hmm. people feel vulnerability we feel everything you do and it's kind of strange when we're kind of expected to just take these punches and move on with it as if we don't as if we just you know walk around not feeling pain at all especially with black women black women yeah we're left out constantly because we're expected to hold ourselves up and it's again we're being set back so far but there's no one helping pushing us forward it's so weird y'all yeah in the medical field you know they won't give black people medications because we don't feel pain apparently mm. right yeah, yes know, the yeah. studies that have come out about that topic are just yeah, horrifying very to me. horrifying yeah mm-hmm. like, like i mean true they're true running and around i'm like you. what yeah <laughs> god what? When I when, when I was younger, I have a lot of like I had a lot of um, ovarian issues, and I was in children's hospital, and just my mom literally just had to advocate for me. It's just like, why aren't you helping my child? Why aren't you doing what yep. she's saying? She's in pain. Yeah, like she, yep. sh- my mom shouldn't be in a doctor's face to be like, take care of my child. You know, so I mean, I couldn't say anything. I was writhing in pain, but like, she literally had to be up in the doctor's face to be like, give this girl something. She's in pain. She's a child. Mm-hmm. She's 12 years old. Do Same something. With my mom. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just so I have fibroids, like many black women do, you know, in their 30s. Yes. Like I have fibroids and I had to get them taken care of. Like two years ago, um, and I was out of work and I remember being hospitalized afterwards. I was like excruciating pain. I have a pretty high pain tolerance. So I was like, the, me being in pain was like a big deal. And they, this woman, this nurse came up, came to me and I was like, you know, complaining. I was like, oh, I need my meds. And they would be like an hour late on a regular with my scheduled medications. And I, this yeah. nurse was just like, oh, well, did you not expect to be in pain? And I'm like, 
You know, and you know what makes it worse? I'm a fucking neurologist, okay? That is my day job, you know? I actually have an MD plus three, two other degrees after my name. And they knew that and still treat me like that. And this was up here in Massachusetts that this happened. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like... Are you kidding me? And I don't talk about my day job. As you guys know, I don't talk about my day job. Um, like people who know me, I don't usually talk about my day job. But like, bruh, it's like, it's ridiculous. And then in healthcare in general, like the way that, you know, you have, like, if you don't act a certain way, you don't act like you deserve sympathy from people. Like they, they're not gonna go out of their way to help you, which out of their way, by the way, is a basic shit you need to be doing, right? And the amount, when I see like these black patients and these like patients of color get treated like with such disrespect, it's like, it just kills me so hard. Like it kills me. So I do my best to try to do what I can, but I am literally 50% of black, my, me, myself, and 50% of black neurologists in my department. You know what I mean? Just me, a 50%, like. It's mm-hmm. just, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's not like I could do, you know, I that a lot too. I'm the only black person working in my office right now too. And it's, it's hilarious how, how afraid of me they are. Like they don't, they, they've stopped emailing me. They kind of popped Juneteenth, Juneteenth on there and kind of like didn't, you know, didn't make any announcements whenever there's a holiday or whenever they want to acknowledge a holiday, something comes out. No, nothing happened. It's like mm-hmm. I can feel that tension. I could feel it all. And it's like, ah, it's just another instance of you being so scared that your only your only reaction is to other me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care about that job anyway, so I'm just like, I don't care. But because <laughs> I'm finna quit. So as soon as I get another job, I'm finna quit. I don't care about them. <laughs> but, like, when, you do that, when you talk about the medical field, that especially resonates with me because as a as a child and as a child of an immigrant i spent a lot of time advocating for my parents because uh people having a language barrier or just having an accent already puts oh, you oh yeah girl yes yes it oh sure does gosh. yes yes advantage and i grew up in colorado where like you know black folks we're there but it's like <laughs> yeah sprinkles sprinkles yes. Yeah, I had to advocate for my mother because she suffered from a lot of medical issues. And I remember being six years old being like, no, my mom needs her knee hurts right here. The doctor's like, oh, but it's probably not this. I'm like, no, she said it hurts right here. Them not taking her seriously because of her language barrier. And then on top of being being a black woman, being a black woman who's an immigrant, especially with the stereotype that immigrants are just, you know, they're really strong. They'll do anything. They can take anything. Black women have that stereotype, and it's doubled down when you're an immigrant, too. So mm-hmm. it's frustrating. It's frustrating hopping around from hospital to hospital to figure out what's wrong with your with your mom's, like, back and finding out it's been a pinched nerve that just got, it got worse over the course of, like, 10 years. A pinched nerve. Right. A pinched wow. nerve, and they couldn't figure that out. Girl. Mm-mm-mm. <sighs> these if the amount the how common these stories are it's it's just it's horrifying it's just horrifying like how common that experience is like i can't even tell you mm-hmm. I see it all the time that's why i mean if there are any black streamers in the chat i mean we all like you know we all choose how we choose to moderate our own communities because we have to do the extra work because our platforms aren't really supporting us as much as they could right now but um 
don't feel bad about gatekeeping your own space. Yes. Don't feel bad Period. about yeah. Do not mm-hmm. feel bad. Protect your peace. Like mm-hmm. if you smell, if you if you smell the anti-blackness, if you if you smell the transphobia, don't be don't be afraid because usually your gut is telling you how to react after experiencing it so much. You. A lot Mm -hmm. of us repress these feelings. A lot of us repress these memories. You'll find yourself remembering how you kept someone in your life for so long, but turns out they were abusing you because of the color of your skin. That shit's trippy. That shit's trippy, and I don't want no more kids growing up like that. I don't want my nieces realizing that the friends that they had didn't actually care about them Mm -hmm. because of how they looked. Like, it's wild. It's bizarre. Oh, I'm mad. Yeah. I'm like, I want to. Tr- I need a time machine so I can go back and like fight some folks because I cannot believe <laughs> what has happened to me. We all Same. can relate to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I was thinking earlier today too, when we we're all talking, like you know, the amount that my intelligence got used as a weapon to other black people, black children in my high school was horrifying. Yeah. Like it happened mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Like, oh, you're not doing well. Well, here, let's bring Karen. Oh, Karen can do this. Why can't you? And I'd be, I'll just be like what it's but it is even worse for me because like i because you know i I was talking about the the adhd i have adhd and for me i like i'm blessed enough that i was smart enough that i didn't have to study that much to do well back then right and so they would ask you for tips that'd be staring them like uh read it right before you take the test like i don't know what to tell you but i didn't feel proud of that either because i knew my like quote unquote success was because it was not like this earned magical thing that i worked so hard for it was like no i happen to have like i happen to live in a different like maybe i live in a different situation but honestly i just happen to be to be able to pick up shit real quick and vomit it on the test that shit that says nothing about like my actual intelligence whatever it doesn't make you worse as a person but they use it to demonize so many people and like over and over again I used to get tried out for that kind of shit and it was just like enough i remember and then it was hard too because then you're just trying to exist as like your own person and then i remember like in freshman year for example like i was just trying to exist you know i had like you know trying to just you know be cool yeah i was smart but i was like try i didn't want me to my thing to be like i'm the smart person whatever i just want to exist just want to live right and i remember they brought out like some kind of motivational fucking speaker and like well i'm gonna call the names of these like of these people who, you know, of these people that you need to learn from, you know, cause they, you know, it's one of those like scare straight type bullshit, right? Yeah. And who gets called first? Fucking me. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just, t- it was just so tiring, you know? So then they, they're pissed at you cause of like, why is Karen going and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I just am literally trying to live, but then, but it's always some white person trying to prop my ass up as a reason that they, they can justify treating other people like shit because you don't work hard like Karen does when I don't even fucking work hard. I don't even work hard. I just get better grades. And that's just genetics and luck. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Like, huh. That's why we can't be bothered with hearing stories about, you know, uh, our allies experiencing exhaustion because it's like listen we're exhausted too but you know we've just been trying to survive that's why we're exhausted Mm -hmm. you might be exhausted but my ancestors didn't do that my ancestors just survived it and like we know that ah 
y'all don't want to be held accountable for how you uplift or how you support the current systems at place. That's right. Place right now. Mm -hmm. It's not pointing the finger at you saying, you did this. And actually, no, yes, it is. The fuck? Yes, it is. <laughs> because yeah. you need that finger pointed to you. You need to see the ways that we're experiencing, you know, just living our everyday lives. How many hurdles we have to hop over just mm -hmm. to get where y'all get to, you know, with a couple of steps. Yeah, and it's right. like, oh, you're exhausted. I've been exhausted since I won my first battle royale in the womb. How's your day going? Like, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you need to find your own support groups of other people who are tired, go and do that. But it's like the action and the, the, the responsibility, that weight needs to be taken off of us because all of it was on us. All mm -hmm. of it for all this time. It is your turn. Yeah. It is y'all's turn. It's time for y'all to get your people, get your president, get get yeah. get them. Yes, we're we're tired. I I I don't I don't even engage with like conversations about forty five. I oh. a lot a lot of people do not. I live in Atlantic City. I have been dealing with Donald Trump since I was a child. Mm -hmm. When he when his casinos were open here, Atlantic he economically bankrupt Atlantic City. There's a reason why he will never, when he comes to New Jersey, there's a reason why he will never come back to Atlantic City because we finna jump him. We mm -hmm. don't care if he's the president. He deserves to be hurt for the for what he did to, to my city. Period. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't I don't even engage with things with him. They're just like, are you are you surprised? Like, oh my God, he did this. I'm not shocked. That's how he's been all my life. You right. kidding me? Did you know he's a racist? Yes! He's and a child. He's been like that. My mom used to work in one of his casinos. She used to work for him. He used to be her boss. And like, wow. she would tell me that when he, like when the press put him or like, say he did something stupid, which was like every other week. It, there's a newspaper called the Press of Atlantic City. If the Press of Atlantic City ran a bad ad on him, he would make employees like her run around the casinos and collect the Press of Atlantic City and burn them or throw them out or whatever. So no one would see him being put in a bad light. Does that sound wow. familiar? He does, he's, the same, he's the same person. I don't care. Yeah, that's white so women, interesting. Get 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 the 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 seventy percent of white women who voted for him. Y'all get y'all people because y'all did that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all y'all yep. in chat agreeing. Make sure y'all registered the vote if you're over the age of eighteen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Damn right. Damn right. Because we can do all this protesting. We can do all these speeches and cry and stuff. And that stuff is great and it's therapeutic. Bully them at the polls bully them get him out mm -hmm. and the thing is i i don't know if joe biden's gonna be the person i really hope that bernie sanders really reinstates his campaign or whatever but honestly black people are tired of being the less have to pick the lesser of two evils damn right joe biden is yes. talking about yes. shoot unarmed black people in the leg and trump is saying shoot him in the head we always have to be the lesser two evils where we get nothing but other people get the things that they want we don't get anything it doesn't matter if they're Democrat or Republican. We get nothing. We're tired of being the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Obama's not coming back with Biden senile behind going into office. <laughs> He's not coming back. Get over it. Yo. Bernie Sanders campaign said this is the time to not to, to pick a side. Pick it. Don't and be on the wrong side of history when it's repeating itself and it's an open book test. Facts, girl. Yeah. Facts. Period. Facts. Period. Mm -hmm. Speaking of voting, um, also 
wherever y'all live, whatever city, whatever state you guys live in, make sure you are participating in your local elections. You need yes. to be paying attention to your state legislators, all right? You need to be paying attention to who your DA is, who your state representative is. Um, when you get down, the closer and closer you get to your community, your vicinity, or your municipality, um, the closer you can get to finding out information about who your elected officials are, the yes. more change you can make. Because yes, we can lobby or I guess support reform or changes on the federal level, but you gotta understand that the federal federal laws don't trickle down to everybody. The state laws or really the state governments are who's really in charge of uh, policing. The federal government doesn't have control over what I guess my state Florida decides to do with the criminals that are in the state prison or with, you know, the way the cops are being uh, funded and handled within your own city. Like that is local. Uh, we need to be supporting grassroots organizations and grassroots movements to help get elected, uh, elected officials in your local areas who are directly affecting your community, those are the people who really do need to be scrutinized the most. Yes. Um, it's, yes. really, it's really awesome that we are, you know, gung-ho about getting these fools out of the out of our, you know, federal uh governing system, but we have to understand that it's the folks nearest to you that really have the most control. And a lot of um, them go under the radar because they know that a lot of people aren't paying attention. And a lot that's of them right. unopposed. That's right. Right. unopposed. Yep. And yes. they come in with their nonsense. That's right. That's right. And it's everything, right? It's like DA. It's like, you know, like your your judges, right? Your prosecutors, things like that. Those things, all those things matter. They matter. They matter a whole fucking lot. And yeah, you got to pay attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can see it in the Ahmad Arbery case where, uh, corruption it's clear that the corruption within that policing unit in that city is not just held within that city it's gone all the way up to the state level where the da mm -hmm. who worked or who the two policemen the two pigs the two animals who they worked under while they were on duty or while they were still on active duty their da is even in hot water their da resigned as soon as they got arrested i think or at least shortly after, we really need to be paying attention to who your county sheriff is, who your state That's legislators right. are. That's right. What policies, ask them what policies are they uh, going for, whether it be LGBTQ rights, if that's a thing in your city, but really right now it's police right. defunding yes. the police. Yes. Not just reform, because we did reform back in, in, in 2013. We did reforms. We're still dying. Yeah, there's a great New York Times article about it too. I'll link it in chat as soon as I find it about how the police reforms that were recommended and put into place did fuck all, absolutely yeah, right. fuck all, and that that is why the defund the police is something that's so necessary. It can't because they can't be trusted. It's just not changing, right? Like, right. and then where have you we actually seen major like people from the police actually being like you know what you guys are right like these Never. are the steps they do it doesn't happen it doesn't happen the unions are too strong like it just doesn't happen more that culture of them defending their own is so like ingrained it's just it's a barrier that in and of itself is a barrier to change and mm -hmm. it ha you have to it has then what else you're going to do that's literally they left us with literally no choice 
And Camden, yeah. Camden, Camden in 2013, Camden, New Jersey, they defunded their, the city council oh. voted to defund the police and they oh. let everybody go. And all the cops had to reapply for their jobs. There was a more strenuous um, hiring process that had to go. Um, there's a lot more community policing going on. They hired a lot more um, uh, psychological service people who are trained in that field. Um, the crime rate in Camden, because Camden used to be known as the murder capital of the world. You know, um, Camden, I mean, I don't personally walk around Camden at night. Um, I just, I don't actually go anywhere. So I just don't go anywhere. But um, a lot has changed in that city. Um, I, the, the thing, I think that also happened with the opening of the medical school because um, Rowan University opened a medical school around that time. So there's probably some gentrification in there that added to that. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it it is getting better than it than it actually was and there used to be uh, i'm pro he's probably we're probably not friends anymore but there was a police officer i was friends with who was friend who was a police officer in the town called ocean city new jersey and he he was taught we were talking about like defunding the police and he's a police officer there and he was like we don't need to be defunded because then we won't be able to pay for anything i'm like okay well what? then sell one of your tanks what do you need a tank for? Right, You're not the military. Right, Ocean, uh -huh. Ocean City is a dry town. You like you can't even buy alcohol there. What does Ocean City PD need a tank for? What's happening there that y'all? What did I miss something? Y'all yeah. don't need all that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Barely anything happens there. Yeah. You don't need that. The thing is, when you're defunded, you're gonna really think twice about how you use that budget. Do you yeah. need a tank right now? Mm -hmm. Or do you need to actually advocate for more community policing programs? That's right. Do you want to hire more counselors? What are you going to do with that? You don't need that stuff. But the thing is, he he's a cop. And like I said, that thin blue, that thick blue line, it runs deep. He was like, well, they're my brothers. You know, th this is a fraternal order. I'm like, first of all, you didn't even pledge. If you really want to pledge, if you want to pledge and be a part of fraternity, don't, don't be a pledge. Go out and pledge if you want to do that. This is a job. This is a job, period. Yeah. But a job that, right, requires less training than many of us have in DBD. You know, many than, than the hours that we have in DBD, right? Like, I have 3,300 hours of DBD. You think those fuckers, they, oh, you, think they, you think they have, like, that much training as a police officer? No, they don't. They don't. I know they don't, you know? Like, they don't, you know? I mean, I actually would have to, I'm, now I'm thinking, like, do I have that much training as a neurologist? I'm pretty sure I do. Um... Because my training program definitely was six years. Um, but still, you know, it's just crazy. It's just. Mm -hmm. Or even people who do hair. Right. Uh, what, what is it for to get your licensure? What is it like 1800 hours as, as an apprentice or something like that? I'd have and to ask none, my of the, none of the training requirements involve any skills doing black hair. So it's just oh, like. I, yes, that's oh, right. That's correct. That that's correct. That yes, part. girl. But how, but, how do you, but how do you need that many hours to do hair? Mm -hmm. But what you get trained for? How long to be a cop? Three hundred to carry an, uh, to carry a weapon. Three hundred. I heard. Kidding me? Mm -hmm. When I moved nah. to Houston, oh, try when again. I went to Houston, I was trying to find someone who specialized who who could work with curly hair because not all salons work with you know curly or you know mm -hmm. black hair. And I met the owner of this one salon, and I was like, "Yeah, do you know anyone who you know specializes in you know curly hair? You know, I have you know a three C four A going on, and they're just like." What's three C and four A? Oh my god! Oh, you turn around, you leave. Oh, no, girl! I never, I never left faster. 
Mm-hmm. But, wow. I, I know they changed the licensure for doing hair in New Jersey a couple years ago where you can only, like you can go to beauty school just to braid hair. Like you don't have to go through all of the things. Like you can just strictly go for braiding hair because my she just she just she just she, just, she, just, she braids hair. <laughs> She's Nigerian. She's like, I'm just I'm not doing all that curling. I'm not doing that. Come here, get your hair braided, get out of my face. Period. Right. <laughs> oh, I used to love going get those. It was just like, like calm day. You're just like, you know, you're sitting there and you have people just burn, like, getting your hair done fast. I loved it anyway. Yeah. I didn't know um, if we wanted to talk about any of the other things on the list. I know. Yeah, we, we talked about so many things. We've been going hard. <laughs> yeah. I can talk all day. Like you all have still touched on everything that True. You know, was in there. That's why I was like, okay. I mean, it's still being touched on. I'm not gonna stop it. <laughs> I'm a very chill mod. <laughs> and everything I do, I'm like, all right. I mean, it's not like y'all started going on tangents about you know something that's just completely like far away from anything we're supposed to talk about. Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Irrelevant. Can like, go on. Because there's so many different avenues we can attack this. Like, yeah. But that should even point to the fact that this is systemic. It's not just like, it's not just one thing. Oh, defund the police. Oh and then we we fix the problem. It's, it's right. more than that. You have to go mm-hmm. through so many, just so many structures of racism to dismantle. That's right. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, when we talk about Black Lives Matter, are these gaming companies are we're talking about Black Lives Matter? It can't just be you're gonna donate money. It can't just be we're gonna make a statement. It has you have to break it down at home. That's right. You have to. That's right. And everywhere, everywhere you are, everywhere, everywhere, every institution that you touch is touched by racism. Every one of them. Yes. Every single no one. One's exempt. No one's exempt. And then that means you got to look at you, your, yeah, what you're doing, your practices, and advocate for change actively. Because nothing's it's because it's not going to happen. It's not going to be passive. It can't be passive, right? We've been here for God. How long? How long have we been here in this country, right? And how long has they failed to change? A long fucking time. And so it has to be active. It has to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why I want to see these action plans. I want receipts. I want to know. I want I want statistics. I want receipts. And I want to know your six months action plan, your six months to a year. And then I want to check in in three years to see what structural change have you done at home to combat this. Clip that. Clip that. And I will tag every uh-huh. single... I, I'll tag every single game company that I know. No, None of them will reply to me. But I want to know what's going on. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you have to be transparent. Yes, like I know for one company that I already know, GameStop. When you go into your workday at GameStop, and you you can actually look up to your chain of command, like you can click on it, like your store manager, then your regional manager, your district manager. You can go all the way up to like corporate in Texas, like that. You you see everybody. Mm-hmm. They're all white. Of course, GameStop is not an inclusive company. That's why yeah, I quit. They don't promote. All. They don't promote black people. Especially black all. women. I worked there six years. Why did I stay at a senior game advisor and my numbers and my customer service reviews were doing circles around my coworkers, even people at my level in my district, outside my district. Everybody mm-hmm. knew my name. Why am I still at a mid-tier management level? That's right. Why? Yeah. I'm not going to waste my time on places where I'm not appreciated. Yeah, because I know I work hard. I go a thousand and ten percent to get half, not even half, to get crumbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, it has to start from within. 
Yep. Because you have that subjective crap, right? Where people see the potential in you. They see, I see something in you, you know? Who the fuck? Hire me then. Yeah. Exactly. I I see that. I see that spark. You remind me of me when I was in in your shoes, right? That's how people get fucking, that's how people get promoted though, you know? And so like, that's how, that is like the problem right there, right? How people, that's that's where exclusion happens, right? When you start using a subjective bullshit that put people up and you don't look at things objectively that's how you get people promoted based off of things that don't matter to people who are actually good at their job and do the things that do absolutely Mm -hmm. the thing the number one thing i heard literally karen at gamestop was you know you're 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 you have you still have so much potential you're almost there you're almost there i heard that for seven years (laughs) almost how am i always almost when i'm number one what's better than number one right like, why we got to work four times as hard to get not even half as far? Not even wow. half. That's right. And also, when it comes to offering opportunities to Black people, also keep in mind that, you know, transferable skills are a thing. Yes, when they I are. Hear, yes, when I hear the excuse of, oh, we're just not able to find Black people who fit this, you know, this position, I've also heard just as many, if not more, cases of people who are non-black or mainly white who are able to take positions in certain companies without meeting the requirements that are listed. Uh huh. Mojo, let me tell you something. I that is literally exact thing. When I met a CEO of a company I won't mention, but um, I had a one-on-one meeting with this person just to like know his experience, a white man, and I said, "So, like, what's your educational background that you need to apply to the blah 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 blah, blah position?" And he was like, "Yeah, when I applied, I was just like, I didn't even have a college degree. I only had like a few college credits, but you know, but he makes millions. But even to apply at this certain company, I wouldn't fit the qualifications because." for what reason yeah i mean and And he told me that's in my face and i'm like i even with a master's degree i I, i'm not qualified enough even with years of leadership management training i i am not i'm still not qualified i mentioned that i wanted to go into pr i feel like like i really want to go into public relations but Mm -hmm. i feel like even i have to go back to school and get a degree to do that because nobody will even see the work that i do in residence life or even with universities in general Within mm-hmm. PR, because that's one of those, you know, unspecified quali- unspecified skills that I, that you just have to have. That's not even seen as viable. Mm-hmm. Or even my volumes of works and writings that I have is not seen mm-hmm. as credible. Yup. I you still had to do research and work for that. I still had to earn that. Yep. You know how hard it is to do a research, to do research and do theses? Do you know how hard mm-hmm. that is? Mm-hmm. Years of work. And a lot of transferable skills. (laughs) Yeah, and Black people have to go above and beyond what is required in order to be considered or to even be seen. Again, we're starting from all the way back here, and we offer so much, and there's just no Nothing. Nothing. Not even pennies. Oh, it's so, it's so Mm -hmm. frustrating. All those, like, having so many requirements, like, when you see, I'm sure you all have seen that a lot of us don't got jobs. (laughs) A lot of us have seen that when we're trying to find these jobs, and you apply, and on top of having a long list of qualifications, you have to worry whether them seeing your skin tone or seeing your name. Your name. Your name, girl. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because John Smith will be hired. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and or it's not John Smith will get the interview. Yeah, and it's proven. There are studies. How many studies do y'all, how many studies do we have to see to know that this is true? Right. Absolutely. That's right. It's like, man, no, that's why there's no time. There's no time for me to feel bad that, you know, you're you're in racism overload. There's no time for me to be considerate, you know, take it slow for you or to like hold your hand through it. And that goes for people, your friends, companies, everybody. There's no time. We're dying. There's no mm-hmm. time. Because yeah. when you have these ideals of how black people should act, present themselves, what they should do and how they should be in order to be acceptable, that gets us killed because Ahmaud Arbery was all of that and still died. That's right, girl. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm so annoyed. Because we, <laughs> it, there's, you can't win. You we literally can't win. You can't win. You're always set up to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Set up to no, lose. Even when we excel, it still isn't enough. It's like, what, what do you want? Never. What do you want? Uh, like, don't throw affirmative action in my face because the main people who benefit from that are white, are white women. women. That's right. Benefit from a- affirmative action. And that was done purposefully when the whole idea was presented in the first place. Exactly. Yep. White women were out on purpose in order to gatekeep us from something that's supposed to be helping us. Like, isn't that crazy? That's how insidious. That's why. Them. That's why. Like when I hear things about like the women's suffrage movement and all the other stuff, I, you, I really don't care. Don't oh, bring that. Yeah, in my that face. shit. Yeah, I, I, I legitimately don't care because black women didn't get the right to vote until the seventies. I literally do not care. Mm -hmm. Let me me put it like this. I mentioned that I'm uh, in a sorority. I'm in Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, for those who didn't hear. We were found in uh, 1913. So after January 13, 1913, literally the few days later was the women's suffrage movement. Black women had to march in the back. And there are pictures of this. That's public information to to everybody. My sorors, my founders had bricks thrown at them feces thrown at them because they were they were marching and the thing was for women right and there were white women who were doing that to them mm-hmm. we're supposed to be here walking solidarity for women mm-hmm. asian women were a part of that a part of that march they were treated just as badly that's right because they were the other mm-hmm. so when i hear feminism i don't care don't talk to me about it i, I don't care because it's always been on the backs of black women and i, I don't care yeah. I don't care. Literally, white white feminism is just I, I can't deal with that. It's not it's not a space that's meant for me. Not at all. That's really how it feels. It never has been. That's right. It was created by mm-hmm. us, but we were the ones pushed out. Like the audacity. <laughs> the audacity. The audacity. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, man. Bro, it's like there's always more work to be done we could always be doing better this is not just 400 years of damage but you know the damage took place before then before Mm -hmm. we were brought over to the americas it's been centuries centuries of just repeated attacks and damage to our identities and it's like you know um i'm not y'all take care of this all right y'all take care of it We've done the work, and now I really feel the need to put all my energy towards my own people now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why I love the um, 
the idea of womanism that literally centers on uh, black women. Yeah. I love it. Because it's always been, we've always had these movements carried on our backs and then also made successful at our expense. Sorry. That's right. It's okay. <laughs> I'm trying to charge my phone. It's dead. It's okay. God. <laughs> no, you're Dude. fine. Yeah, but that's how, how, how long do we have, by the way? We... Uh, I was actually going to say we bite when this stops it. I don't. Okay. Are you feeling Karen? What's going on here? Oh my God. Yeah, it's three hours. Um, <laughs> I guess it could kind of start to get wrap up with some closing thoughts, I guess. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's your, like the best way to kind of end it because there's so much more to talk about. Like, there's so, it, I love Edgar. Thank you, Edgar. Have as long as we want. Exactly. We really do. Like, yeah, I want to be mindful of everybody's time too, but like, yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't got shit to do, so like, I could talk all day, but <laughs> I, I, I mean, my closing thoughts I just think, hmm, one, register to vote. We can't, you know, going out and protesting is great, you know, making speeches is great. Make sure you register to vote so you can make change in that mm -hmm. way. Like we mentioned before, know your local officials. Um, for me personally, I want to see statistics from these gaming companies that includes behavior. I want to know how many black people you have in your offices. I want to know at the entry level, mid level and managers. I want to know. Mm -hmm. I also would like to see more black fog whispers because you need to do That's better right. with that. Period. You know, there's a lot of issues with lore that were brought up. I mean, because mm -hmm. we we're talking about Sisters of the Fog. The, the one thing that unites us is dead by daylight. Mm hmm. There's a lot of anti-blackness in your game. And these conversations have been happening. I, well, I've been a part of Black Girl Gamers for three and a half years now. There's a Dead by Daylight mm -hmm. section on there. These conversations are not new for us. There really needs to be a conversation about that. Yeah. And the thing is, if you're going to work with people, especially picking their brains about stuff, pay us. Pay us for our time. We're tired. I'm tired. I've been, I'm, or I'm currently organizing three protests right now. I'm, I'm doing a lot. Um, and I don't mind helping. Pay us for our time. If not, then Google is free. Or if somebody else out there is willing to talk about their experiences and things, that's, that's on, you want to do it a different way. I, that's fine. There need, there's a lot of anti-blackness in your game that needs to be addressed and it, it needs to be talked about. And if I'm not brand friendly enough to have the conversation, I'm sure there are other creators out there that you can talk to because I know what being loud and outspoken means for me. And I've talked about this and I don't mean any ill will. I'm, listen, I, constructive feedback is literally my thing. Action plans and strategic planning is literally my bread mm -hmm. and butter. That's why I want to go into public relations because I know my strengths and I see that in myself to amplify all my strengths. There's things that need to be done. And y'all need to do better in a lot of areas. I'm so happy that y'all are doing great things for Pride and the drag queens. Oh my God, I know, I know Sis Elix is in here. Um, dear, I, Drag Trashly, I love, I love what y'all are doing for Pride. Give us that same energy too. Intersectionality means a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I love that, that Frisk is here. I love the stuff that she's doing. I love the conversations that she's having. I don't, I'm not, I will say this and you can correct me if I'm wrong first. I don't, I don't want that burden to just be on you. That's not fair. I don't want that burden to be on me either. Um, 
you know, I, I'm just glad and very happy that we have, you know, people um, from, you know, behavior in here right now, listening to us, listening to our concerns, listening to, you know, what we want to see, things that need to be changed. And I, you know, I, I've taken a look at the fog, fog whisper list and, you know, it's, it's nice. It's nice to know that I'm, you know, the, the first black one, but you know, I, I, I think it'll be cool to see more. Uh, I th I think that'd be very nice, you know. Yeah. Uh, I know, um, you know, it it seems like they really do care, and I look forward to seeing those changes. You know, I want to see Claudette's skin tone uh, addressed. I want to see Leatherface's blackface removed. You know, oh. every time I have seen that in any type of lobby whatsoever, every it person triggers who uses me. the blackface for Leatherface is a racist. They are a big, they, they're awful. They are awful people every time. And the only people who use that skin are the racist people. That's and right. That's right. That's right. Single time. That's right. And the blackface is just not acceptable. It's not acceptable. And it's definitely one of the things I really, I really hate. And I can't tell you how many times, like every time I'm in a lobby and I, I see I'm going against a blackface leather face, you know, it, it hurts me. It, it hurts me internally. And I don't want to see, you know, the N-word in the lobbies. I don't know. J please just block it. Just just block people from doing stuff like that. Block people who are spreading hate on your game, you know. Don't protect creators on your platform that are, you know, being homophobic, trans. That's right. Yes. Don't, That's don't right. protect them. Don't yes. Protect them. Yes. Because, you know, they, um, they, they have a huge audience or the fact that they create, you know, amazing Dead by Daylight content, you know? That's you right. Dead by, amazing Dead by Daylight content, but you could also not be a completely terrible human being. And Period. I feel like both people need to be held accountable, especially repeat offenders who are huge creators. Alex knows exactly what I'm talking about. That's right. Yeah. So That's right. Know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. These people, obviously, you know, getting a lot of this stuff handled with Twitch, especially, it's it's a it's like pulling it's like pulling teeth, man. You know, yeah. And it takes a lot of time to see any sort of you know change or reform when it comes to Twitch. You know, being on the ball with bans or um, you know any type of just you know discipline in any way, shape, or form. But you need to remember that this is your game and there are people who love it. There are people who are passionate about your game. People who play it day in and day out like all of us here in. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and just there's there's going to be more people. You guys are always, always, always changing the game. You're, you're adding things, you're removing things, you're experimenting, you're, you know, getting these amazing deals with such amazing Man. IPs. Like for instance, Silent Hill as a that is very, incredible. Very great example. And it's incredible. And it's so wonderful to see. And you guys, honestly, there is nowhere else to go, but up from here. So if you, if you decide to, you know, get rid of, you know, ban people who, who are, not not for our narrative not not for our narrative not for anyone's narrative people who are not behind you know black lives matter people who are not you know friendly or uh you know people who are trans but like don't don't protect these people all they're gonna do is keep hurting us you know when you give these people and let them stay in their power it's like what's gonna get changed mm -hmm. that part you're adding to the problem that part yeah yep and I've never been, I've never experienced like a community with the game, with a, in a game that's so, uh, the only where I can uh, think of is like fam, like family oriented. I don't know. 
like when I went to PAX for the first year, um, after oh. I, I met a few people at TwitchCon and Queen, I literally ran into and then like fangirled and passed out on the floor. <laughs> and then at PAX, <laughs> I met everybody else. And it was just, it was a really cool spot to hang out because he had the booth set up that year um, in 2018. And like after the fact, like, this is kind of like similar to what first was saying earlier like patricia from behavior is somebody i'm super close to and like she was like checking in on me like i i got injured at a at a protest i got hit in the head by police by by police with a shield and beat with a baton that was great and um like patricia from behavior is messaging me like are you okay like are you home do you need me to call somebody <laughs> i'm like i'm i'm working on it but like it, it it's a very family oriented people i don't think i feel like behavior are people who definitely care but i don't think for me i would be anybody's friend or feel part of anybody's community if i didn't hold you accountable for when things aren't going so good yeah i'm not going to be the person to just be like you're doing great sweetie no because there are things in there that are that are hurtful and mm -hmm. You know, we're all doing on this journey to grow and learn and expand. And I know things are happening behind the scenes, but there has to be a first, there has to be a strategic plan for that. I want to know the diversity in your office because mm -hmm. that's, that's a, when I look at the three year anniversary streams, I don't see myself. Um, I, I want to know what your action plan is for six months from now, one year from now, three years from now. I want to know. What you're gonna do and the thing is also i think having a conversation because a lot of people seem to think that canada um is like this utopia place on the planet and it's not uh Can canadian police have been in the uh even the united states news very much recently um there's also a cultural difference so it's like how are we going to bridge that gap between u.s culture canadian culture other people who play the games culture over in the in the uk like all three, all three of those countries alone are very different in how we go about things. So it's like, what are you going to do when you're making this strategic plan? Because I, you really do need to, to address these problems. Who are yeah. you going to have sitting at that table? Because I believe that that, rep that representation matters. Ebonic Sims, I know sometimes she plays, um, mm -hmm. she plays Dead by Daylight a, like a little bit. I don't know how much she still does, but her experience in the game or experience of how she experiences racism in her country is going to be probably different from mine but it's still there so i think really having those very pointed raw emotional conversations i think is possible because i know that y'all are willing to learn and y'all are willing to listen yeah and like, like just describing you know any toxicity that is made aware about the community or about the game just describing it as just you know ugly attitudes or you know just just toxic behavior that's ah that we deal with blatant racism and that's what it is yes and, that's right you know, that's I, right when yeah it's like we're not just gonna call these ugly uh tweets or these ugly uh responses to y'all's uh supports uh under you know twitch's black history month uh tweets or you know just monitor your spaces because like we see that and when we see that you allow this to continue um that tells us how you how you might feel and if you don't feel that way then prove us wrong yeah. like prove us wrong because we've been everything going on now it's been proven that we've been right this whole time mm. right that's exactly right yeah right this whole time mm -hmm. 
ass lit this whole time. And if your ears are hot, if you, if your face is getting red, if you're feeling, if if hit dogs holler, if you're feeling that, and if it's hitting you differently, then evaluate how you know how that's affecting your company culture, cause mm-hmm. it trickles down into what you market. It trickles down to us, and it only hurts us. Um. Is it my turn to do? Are we still doing closing statements? Because I don't know if we were still rambling. Technically, yeah. Oh, yeah, we are. We are. Okay. Okay. So I guess to close off is stop being obtuse. Stop pretending to be ignorant because we know, we know, and we see it. And this is literally the best chance anyone will have to learn. Um, You're hearing about our experiences. Take note of them and actually put. Put together an actual plan. Like my lady said, we need to see what you're doing, you know. Um, and also, voting is important, not just on the federal level, but state and local politics. I'm, I, I've been bad at it, too. We've all been conditioned to be very complacent or to be very trusting in the politicians who are in power to mm. work for in our favor. But that's we've been told or no we've been shown that that's not what they're there to do so we have to take it upon our own hands know who your county sheriff is all right find out who your state legislator is and pay attention to when your next round of elections are coming by take a look at everybody on that ballot and scrutinize everything everything scrutinize Mm -hmm. everything no one deserves the benefit of the doubt anymore but us because we were never given that Ever. Right? We were never Mm -hmm. given that. So we we don't have we don't have nothing to offer. It's above us now. Do something. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yep. Make sure you're Um, voting. Make sure you're registering to vote. Make sure that, you know, you are speaking out on any injustice that you see. You know, if you are, if you're not black, if you're white, you know, make sure you're backing up, you know, your fellow, you know, you know, the black people oh my gosh, I'm so, it's okay. Okay, hold on, I need to come down for a second, because I'm just, so talking, and I'm already just like so mad. I'm just like, please, please vote, please stand up for what is right. You know, don't continue to just turn a blind eye on everything happening. You know, it's, this is just the beginning. We're not done. We are not done. And there's still so much work to do. Yep. And, yeah. and we really need your help, everyone. And, and this is a group effort. This is yes. everyone needs to do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the work never stops because I, I, this is what I'm saying is when black people, when we get our equality, our First Nations brothers and sisters, the atrocities that have been done to them, the Navajo Nation is still being affected disproportionately by COVID-19 and the United States refuses to give them the resources that they need. Uh Uh It's not just us. There's anti-black blackness and racism, not disproportionately in a lot of cultures. Yeah. It's not just white folks. It is not just white folks. We have to evaluate how everybody upholds that, you know? Um, The work never stops. Ever. And we don't get to escape, so you don't either. Period. <laughs> no and don't just go vote. Uh, make sure you research. Um, yeah. Do your research. Don't just vote for anybody. Vote for the right person. <laughs> there's a lot of people just out there. Oh, 
I think that name sounds good. Let me just. Right. No, no, no. Right. You're, that's not. No. <laughs> Do your research, baby. It's free. Like we yeah. say, Google is free. Everything is there for you. And you can contact um, these people. Mm -hmm. And if you find out that you can't, that's when you can start, you know, maybe a little Twitter storm yep. or maybe you can start blowing up their office because an, an official, an elective official in your local government who is not making themselves available to the public, that's a that's a red flag. That's yeah. a problem. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's right. Hmm. That's and right. also, um, I'm so sorry. I was going to say, um, for those of you who are wanting to help, who are trying to figure out if you if there are ways that you can help, there are multiple ways that you can help this cause. OK, so I just pinged exclamation Black Lives Matter in chat. There is a there's a Tiltify link there. So if you wanted to donate to, you know, to that cause, you can. There's also the Black Lives Matter .co link, which actually takes you to an entire page with a bunch of compiled items where you can sign petitions, where you can text or call, where you can donate, vote for free, yes. you know, for free. Um, there's. Yeah, and there's educational material as well and um, info on, you know, uh, protests, stuff like that. There's so many resources on that link right there, and they don't even require money. So if you aren't in a position to, you know, uh, monetary, like, yeah. monetarily, like, give, you know, that's fine because there's so many other ways that you can make a difference and you can help. So please, I really urge you guys to check out that link and make sure you are, you know, doing what you can there as well. Mm -hmm. absolutely. absolutely absolutely and then i guess just for my final thoughts too um i think that i was so happy like when i saw kind of like the when i heard about like oh we're gonna have black lives matter emotes that's uh, from the by day like that's really cool that you guys did that but then i like then i saw them and i was like oh i think these were made by venom and i don't and i'm assuming that venom is not a black is that a black american um and so and i was like but there's a lot of good black emo artists that you could have asked about this too like mojo herself you make emos i make emotes um asia, asia barbie um mudave um yeah. there's so many of us freaking pet uh nisi Mm -hmm. There's so many of There's us. There's so many of us. Cause then I saw it. I saw the Pan African colors. Like, oh yes, some yeah, okay. <laughs> like I was just like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it just it didn't it was just like it's like it, it didn't feel yeah. It's again, it's like one of those things that it's like awesome, but like imagine it coming from a black creator. You know, like it would probably look a little different. So I just think those things matter. Like they matter. You know, like they they matter and they're important and there are ways to kind of you know if you're doing something, just be inclusive when you do it too. Support black business because a lot of a lot of artists that that's their business. Support them. Yeah, that's right. And with the little support we have, you still see us creating small communities where we uplift each other and we're trying to push ourselves up there. That's why Black Girl Gamers got there and like their whole summit on the front page, that was amazing. But it's just like, that's not the end. That's right. Yeah. The yeah. end. There's so much more to be done. So don't just think featuring us on a page here and there is really doing the work because we are still suffering from lack of access and lack mm -hmm. of opportunities. What are you going to do? Like Milady said, show the numbers. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. um, I think it's super important to know, um, to end racism, you do have to be, a, a be aware, have awareness and educate yourself and please engage with your communities 
about basic human rights. This is not politics. That's right. Um, black people are suffering. I can't sh- burns me up when people are like, oh, my God, Black Lives Matter is politics. We don't speak about that here. OK, well, fuck you and your community because oh, that's I'm not right. going to support you. Period. Excuse mm-hmm. my language, but that's literally how I feel about you. And that's how I'm going to feel about you for the rest of my time. So engage with your community, engage with your friends and family. Mm. Don't whew, don't get me started. Okay. There's a lot of people are like, oh, do, please don't bring that to my channel. Um, okay, well, you're racist. Goodbye. Yep. I'm not gonna support you. Uh-huh. Facts. You don't give a shit about me. So why should I give a shit about you? Mm-hmm. We don't get to escape when we go live. We get reminded every single day about every how much we're hated in this day. Community. Every single every moment. Every single day I yeah. get some BS in my channel. I'm like, okay, all right. Bye. And when they type these things in our chat, I'm like, you know, you're an active chatter now. Thank you for supporting me. You're still mm-hmm. banned, but thank you for the support. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it's but, like you can't like if you if you say like you feel if you feel closer to somebody, there's just spaces I just don't go into because it's like, wow. Like uh, yesterday, I went to where I was at. I was at uh, uh, Staples, and I needed a mm-hmm. thing for my chair because my chair is tearing up. Um, my carpet so i needed a, a carpet protector and i was followed around in the store and like if i needed to talk about that experience i really don't think that there is probably a white creator that i can go in and say hey i experienced racism in staples today and it really sucked without being shot down to say don't talk about politics here that's not political it's not <laughs> that really happened and it really sucked and i had an anxiety attack because i was leaving staples without a bag and they were following mm-hmm. me around the store because they thought I was stealing. Ugh. What do I want from Staples? I don't want nothing from no Staples. I came there to get one item and y'all ain't have it. And I'm having an anxiety attack trying to leave the daggone store without a bag because they probably thought that I was stealing somehow in skinny jeans and a tank top. Where did I, wow. where did I hide? The, where did I hide yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll check my pockets for that box of paper clips. Shake me down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like come on. Yeah. Insane. Insane. Mimi, any thoughts, my friend? Uh, I mean, y'all have basically said I said, or what I was going to say. One, vote. Please do not make me live in a country with an orange, racist, xenophobic, transphobic, homophobic, you know. Okay, I'm facts. Very tired. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very tired. Uh, you know, always vote at, you know, for your state stuff. Don't act like mm-hmm. that's not important. Uh, mm-hmm. Good example. I am Chicago, I'm a Chicagoan. I hate my mayor. Uh, yeah, she's a black uh, queer woman, but she wants to give the police more money. Even after everything that's been going on, even though my city's known for covering up murders, just straight up covering them. Uh, I, I forget. I feel so bad for this poor man. Uh, but there was a case a couple of years back and the guy got to get off because Chicago corruption. So, please. Was this Laquan like, McDonald? Was that the case? I, God, I can't remember. Like it's it's so bad because I just I mix up so many. Because there's so many. There's so many. There's so many. Like it's hard to keep up with it globally mm-hmm. for me, and even more so in my city. Cause I'm like, there's there's some. It's somebody new every week. Mm-hmm. Hell, it could have been my brother. Uh, a year and a half ago when he had the car and the police stopped him thinking that he was co- somebody completely different. I'm dark. My brother is very light skinned. They mistook mm-hmm. him for some 
a bigger black man. He fit the description as he's sitting in the passenger seat of his friend's car. And his friend is, uh, he's Hispanic, but he does pass. So they didn't bother him, but they bothered my brother to the point where they had him tied up in court and having to pay extra fees and all that for over a year. And he had to be on his best behavior just so he would not get shot. So imagine how I feel <laughs> where I'm like, okay, I have a mayor who just straight up is like, no, we, we can't defund the police. I don't believe in that. I don't want to do that. It's like, really? Like, who voted you in? Just because you are a Black queer woman that you have these horrible ideas, I don't understand. I don't get it. Just, mm -hmm. my God. So please vote at that level as well. Do the research into these people. Don't be like, oh, yay, look, diversity. Like, no, they might mm -hmm. have some horrible mindsets behind right. that. No, 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 right. Yes. People can be Black and have internalized anti-Blackness. Oh, yes, girl. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Ooh. I could get into it, but we're not. Let's just say it's not, like but it exists. There are anti-black black people out there. Oh yes, girl, everywhere, everywhere. Here in Houston, we were having a vigil for George Floyd, and while we were, uh, we will, we were there. Uh, we had a a um, a vigil where we all brought candles, we lit them, and you know we held our hands up for eight minutes, forty-seven seconds. The you know the amount of time that that police officer was kneeling on that man's neck, and you know, we were there and so many of the police officers were being disrespectful. Like we were just like, we want a moment of silence for him. And they were still talking, chatty Cathy's checking on their phones. And then in the corner, mm -hmm. one of a, one of our black sisters is over there playing on her phone and she is not paying attention. She is not even looking at us the entire time. That entire like protest slash vigil was going down. She didn't acknowledge us. She didn't walk over. She didn't say anything. You know, and there were actually a few police officers who came over towards the front, uh, to, towards the front, who were, you know, um, you know, they were paying attention. They were they were giving the silence. You know, they were uh, they were listening. And in fact, some of them even came up and spoke. And her, she was sitting in the corner playing Angry Birds, not a care in the world. And they called her out on it too. They're just like, just because they look like us does not mean that they are for us. So, Period. That's right. Period. That's right. People really think like. There. This pro these protests are out here for uh, like Instagram and stuff like that. Like, who do you like? Who do you think, oh do you, think you are? It's life or death for us. And, and, it's literally. Life but the or thing death. is, sometimes it's sometimes it's us. And I'm like, yeah. uh, do you know that we're out here to do work? Like, what what are you out here? There was a person at the protest today who wasn't a Stockton student. She wasn't an employee, and she's like sitting around just like chatting chatting with the officers because there's student ca student campus police are actually our police um mm -hmm. and like sitting there chatting up and then just asking people random questions and taking weird poses and put people signs and stuff like that and i'm just like you think that this is a joke or when my city was looted atlantic city looting by shoebies or for people who are not from atlantic city or new jersey shoebies means that you're a tourist you're not from here um and you know when that got looted, people are going there to the cleanup to for a photo op. Get, pick up a broom. Like y'all's people did this. Ain't no person that lives and shops here and owns these businesses doing this. Like this is not a chance for you to get more followers based on black pain. Because if that's yeah. what you do, if that's what you're really trying to do, you're the scum of the universe. 
And also, if you're gonna, and, and the thing is, if you're gonna be skin folk and just talk about the looting, Candace Owens. Be quiet because we don't need your voice. Be quiet. We don't need your voice. And if anybody, if nobody knows who Candace Owens is, Google it because I am not opening up that. I'm not. mm -mm. You don't want that can of worms here. You don't want to. It's on site with that hoe. Oop, my (laughs) bad. Good, I'm ready. I'm coming out the woodwork for that ass. I cannot. Uh, <laughs> period. Oh, but then you also gotta understand we get a Candace Owens because of what happened to us, because of what we gotta go through. And then we gotta deal with that bullshit within the community too. Imagine how tired, how tired exhausted. Oh my god. We're tired. And when we talk about performative activism, Black people, I'm talking to you, you got to mind where you're getting your information, where you're getting your inspiration from. Because a lot of the same fools who are the ones talking about they're the ones uplifting us the most are the ones who really aren't in the fight for us at At all. all. Mm -hmm. More concerned about the cities they lived in looking ugly than the people who are dying within those cities please not all skin folk is kin folk we got enemies from all side so again mm-hmm. protect your space please protect your space um and your freedom no one's freedom should come at the expense of black women and um when i say black women i mean trans women and cis women okay and it shouldn't come to the ex- at the expense of any black person who is a part of the lgbtq community you can't exclude them within this fight you cannot it is all or it's none of us period period mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. and honestly i feel like that is an amazing place for us to stop honestly i felt like that was great that was awesome thank you so 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 much for being like for doing this like confetti thank you for organizing this like everybody thank you for being here your like the um experiences that you guys share were just it was so powerful and then and just it's always good to me especially during these times like to talk to people who look like you and get it you know and they, they get it they get what you're going through you know and you guys just this is always these like to me have been always so cathartic and energizing like i can't thank you enough um for it so thank you thank you thank you thank you and i look forward to it to our next time whenever that may be <laughs> <laughs> i think i think i think this is probably going to be a reoccurring i think thing. so and not, ju- and not just when black death is happening there are other things right. outside of you know when of the revolution that are happening like you know we didn't get to touch on pyramid head at all and i really need to release that thirst trap that i feel inside me so hey girl <laughs> <laughs> definitely make this a thing i do like it it's yeah. it's nice to be around mm-hmm. people who look like me and understand what i'm doing and i just i look up to all of y'all <laughs> like i remember Aww. going into frisco oh, going into ash rocks like mojo she always stops by i'll be like hello girl and you're like confetti i should have been followed you like i already do but i'm like god damn it why wasn't i following her i'm stupid <laughs> like girl please <laughs> So it is so good to have that because I was in a 
crappy community a few years ago and I'm done with it and I'm in a much better place now and I have such amazing people that I can talk to about the things that have been affecting me yeah. both in the past and recently because this stuff, bottling it up is bad. So it is. I like this. We need the space to be able to talk about our past because a, a lot of the trauma that, that we've experienced, I mean, a lot of us just don't realize how bad it really was. Like, seriously. Because you're so used to it. It's so constant, you know? Like, it's just, yeah. Yep. And there's a lot. I would love to do this again because we can definitely talk more about uh, our individual experiences, especially how we all experience intersectionality differently. I think that's amazing. So, yeah. yes. Thank you, thank you, Edgar, for le for letting yeah, me come. Thank you, Edgar. Thank you. Thank you. Like, thank you. Was a good day for me. Good day. Good day. Oh, I'm so yeah. glad. Yeah, yeah. Because Edgar, yeah. Thank, just thank you so much. There's so many levels. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right, friends. Till next time. Wait, are we like going offline or? Bye. Oh no, we oh, are. We are saying bye, and we and Give then we're going to our part two where we're gonna play this game and be nerds. Okay. <laughs> Put it on hard mode. Put CBD on hard mode. <laughs> oh girl, got you. All right, bye guys. Have a good night. You too. Have a good Much love to you guys. Thank you. Ooh. All right, bye. Stay blessed. Thanks for having us. Thank you.